0: Lock Talk Radio.
1: This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of
2: the
3: wrestling world. This is John Solomon. This Michael Thompson talking to phenomenal AJ Styles. Jerry Rosa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio.
1: Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Hey ladies
2: and gentlemen, we are
1: live
2: sportscast radio coming at the Jordan. It is that most wonderful time of the year. It's draft day, baby. Woo! Yeah, I like draft day. I
4: like draft day a lot.
2: I'm getting all these teams set up for uh we got a, we got a giant call list that is rocking and rolling coming in here. I'm getting everyone written in here. Uh he's got New England and and oh, that's some talking about. I see you in there Adrian. Uh, Adrian's in the house, I see Scott in the house, we got the Mad Scientist in the house, we got oh. Elijah in the house, Demtris is in the house, everybody, <laughs> these numbers, I can't keep up with them, they're just flooding in. Well, we got everything, I'm, I'm looking at a little cheat sheet, so this should, this should be a, a little smoother than last time, which I'm excited about. Uh, obviously we had a good show tonight, right after our first break here coming up, we will be doing our live on-air mock draft. Myself and Jordan will take a few teams We got some great guests and callers calling in That are going to take the rest of the squad Coming up second segment uh, Draft Utopia's own Chris Ransom coming in here And he will be talking that NFL draft with us I cannot wait to pick his brain uh, Rocking the Rain Man style With, with his mind So that's going to be fantastic Obviously before we leave tonight We got NF- NBA and NHL Playoff coverage We got some real MVPs Jordan, I got a good one tonight I even got some spit takes lined up. I got, Aw, some man, I go. no. Wait, you do your homework. You do your homework. Yeah. Ready for this. We were so slow at the shoot job that I was just walking around like, Hmm, that sounds like a good idea. So I, I got a spit take or two tonight. That will be rocking and rolling. Um, Oh, I see Alex who's, who's listing as, as Tom Zink. Uh, shout out to the Z man.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a fantastic one. Um, We are going to, real quick, we got to hit up our guys at FML Solutions. Uh, They pay the bills around here. they got a great deer stand that you need to check out. That man, Tom Zink himself, Alex Mello, is going to tell you all about it. We're going to hit our first break. When we come back from break, it's time to mock, baby. NFL Mock Trap, Strong Style Media, SportsCast Radio. We'll be right back.
5: Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here. Letting our listeners know, deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made in the USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand.
0: Most people would consider this illegal.
1: Illegal. Illegal.
0: What
2: was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate Share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune and more. We are
3: strong style. Just respect my Just respect my Just respect my Just
1: respect my
5: You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters, ship packages, all the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at StrongStyle Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background check for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, Lists, you can play at this game. What if we had
3: a safe word? What about boba? No, but if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara. Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Well, you can tell everybody.
1: Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm the man. I'm
3: the man. I'm the man.
5: Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the man. I believe every lie
2: that I ever told Paid for every heart that I ever stole. A nice tune over what you were trying to get me to post
4: that I wasn't having. So uh, I mean it would be cool <laughs> if they didn't already do it if it wasn't already played. I'm
1: calling
2: you out. I'm calling you out. You know what? You know where, where's my where's my damn Canelo? You get hit with the Canelo.
4: No, no, something. be bold. we should have chose Beyonce. That was bolder, all right. That was bolder.
2: Speaking of being bolder, this is the 2018 mock draft, and this kills me that we got to do this. Let's click it, Scott. What's up, man? What's going on? The most uh, Homer Oklahoma Sooners fan you can get, and I dread what he may take at one and four uh, because. I don't know what's going to happen with one of these picks. Scott, you've chosen the Cleveland Browns. The pick is in. Who are you taking with the number one overall slot?
3: Well, what I'd like to see is, it doesn't matter what I'd like to see, but they're going to take <laughs> Sam Darnold.
2: Oh, you just you just threw me for the biggest juke I think I've ever been hit with. Because <laughs> you know what I was thinking you were doing, right?
3: Yeah, I got, a, I, got a, I got a surpriser, though, for you at four.
1: Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh. QB USC with the number one pick. I love it. All right, Scott, I'm going to throw you back on mute here. Let's move on. Back-to-back picks. Nick, what's going on, buddy? Mad scientist in the house. How's it going?
0: It's good. The time suits me well. But obviously when someone calls for a mock draft, you have to bring me on board. And I have to represent the New York market very well. So, without further ado, at number two, the New York Giants proudly select running back Saquon Barkley, Penn State University. Let's All face, right. it. Let's face ah. it. They need a running back worse than they need a quarterback. I still think Eli's got another two to three years left in him. You know, you, quarterbacks that in this day and age can go into, like, their mid-40s if they want. And plus the fact, Darkwa, Goldman, Perkins, nah. You know, you take the best, the, probably the best pure runner that's out there in the in, in, what he called, and just be done with it. <clears throat> yeah, I respect that I, pick. I
2: can't disagree with it, and that's you know it's one of those things where even though he's probably the best player in the draft, it's it's literally the the running back mantra that I think hurts it. You know, it's just it's the position that unfortunately hurts it. But I I think that's the go-to. Obviously, you said you represent New York. What do you got for number three, sir?
0: You know, number three, I was flip-flopping back and forth between three quarterbacks. And the Jets did not move up three slots in the draft to take someone like you know to take someone like Chubb or Barkley or Nelson or whatever. This was a tough call, but I got a f- funny feeling that the Jets at number three will take quarterback Josh Rosen of UCLA. Mm. Josh, Josh
1: Rosen.
0: Rosen Josh Rosen is at is built for the New York market. You're talking six foot four, two hundred and thirty six pounds. He played in the Los Angeles market on the UCLA. His head coach was Jim Warren, who knows a thing or two about the NFL since he was a head coach there for a pretty long time. The guy is a, he's incredibly smart, and he's the type of incredibly brash quarterback that the New York, that the New York fans will love. Because when a guy comes out and says, I want to win more championships than Tom Brady, you have to, you know, <laughs> you, know you have to, you know, you have to walk the bravado. might be stupid if you, if, you know, if he turns out to be the second coming of Brownie Nagel. But then again, you know, but then again, you know, give, you got to give the kid a chance. And I think he's perfectly built for the New York New Year, for the New York metropolitan market.
4: As long as he doesn't butt fumble, I think he's still uh, leaps and bounds ahead of some <laughs> previous quarterbacks, all right?
0: I think anybody – what do you call – that That will forever be in infamy for, for Mark Sanchez, and it's amazing how he got caught with, like, PEDs or drugs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 yeah, what do you call – no, no, no. it must have been really high the time he was doing the butt fumble anyway, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, the mad scientist. But everybody.
0: anyway, I, I shall it. now depart the premises. The mad scientist, Nick Kelly, is saying good night and good luck. Oh, thanks, Seth. Thanks
2: me. for calling it, man. We appreciate it. That was the, the mad scientist himself, Nick Victorelli, coming in here, dropping some knowledge. He's a New Yorker, so he's representing for everybody. Now we've got to bring it back because I'm excited for this, this special pick. We're going back to you, Scott. What do you got for us with the number
3: four pick? Well, just like myself, Mister Chubby, Bradley Chubb.
2: Oh, <laughs> whoa, that is a that is a damn good pick. See, now I, I'm going to tell you flat out. I think if Cleveland drafts like this, they may actually come away with the with with a good
1: draft.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, I think they had a good draft last year. It's just they're. Their, I think their team is just cursed. I mean, it's it's not even funny. It's 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 Cleveland. It's how many good quarterbacks are you going to draft until you just realize that you just ruin players from your coaching staff and your <laughs> the way you run offenses. It's just pure trash. I'd hate to live in Cleveland, but that's just my opinion.
2: Trash.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! How do you how do you really feel, buddy?
2: Oh my god! <laughs> There's only one one place that a lake ever started on fire, and it's if we had the sounder, <laughs>
1: Cleveland,
2: you know, that's just, just what it is, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yep. Home of bone Scott. thugs, though, y'all. It's the home of bone thugs. Uh, okay, I like bone thugs. And I like Mark Price. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Price. <laughs> Scott, man, thanks for doing this with us, man. It's awesome that you want to jump in and do this, man. We appreciate
3: it. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah. That is that is the the Oklahoma
3: suitor himself,
1: Scareas.
2: He's uh, he's listening with headphones in a garbage can outside of his house right now. I saw his setup. It was uh, it was interesting to say the least. <laughs> Number five, the Denver Broncos, Jordan. We're switching to you right now,
4: bud. Oh, absolutely. You know, I uh, I, I thought about it long and hard, and I think they want to. I think they want to try and get some protection under that quarterback finally. Uh, so I'm going to lean towards, and they're going to take Quentin Nelson, offensive guard. Quentin- Notre Dame that's a good pick that's a good pick
2: I um he was my second pick if I got Denver since they were one of these teams here so kudos to that I like it let's move on here the number six pick Mr. get to know him himself Nick Hagberg what up
6: how's it going
2: oh long time no talk we, uh, we got a great get-to-know-him that I'm excited about tonight because it involves an L.A. Dodgers, so I can't wait to play that later. But the floor is yours with the number six pick.
6: Yeah, so with the, with the Colts looking at him on you know, both sides of the ball, they need help. Uh, Nelson sadly went just before their pick to the Broncos, so um, they're going to need a lot of help defensively. They're a bottom five pass defense in the league, have been for some time now, so they're going to go with Denzel Ward. Cornerback from Ohio State.
2: Ooh. Nice. That was my Denver pick. Uh, if I was picking for Denver, I I think he's going to be a a stud back there for this team. I'm intrigued for it. Um, hey, Rick, thanks for doing the draft as always, man. Can't wait to play that. Uh, Dodger gets an omen a little bit. That's for sure. It's <laughs> a good one. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, at number seven, he's sending his picks in because he's a little tied up here. But uh, Mister Mister Do himself coming back at us, he selects for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers safety Derwin James from the Florida State Seminoles. I like the pick. Uh, it's it's nice you get you get the hometown guy. It should represent pretty well. Uh, Durrell says they definitely Need more secondary help James could be the best in this draft class At his position Love mm. to take Definitely a nice pick for the Buccaneers Let's see Is that Tom Zink?
5: Tom yeah, the Zink. Z-man <laughs> What's up, Alex? What's going on, uh, gentlemen? Uh, Wow. Uh, Since I was hoping I was going to uh, get the second coming of Dan Fortman, but unfortunately it was a lazy pick done by Denver, which we all know they're going to go quarterback. Uh but I'm gonna go inside a linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds, uh Virginia Tech there. Uh we, we we always could utilize some some monsters of the midway there um in that front seven and I think Tremaine Edmonds will be a a, a nice selection there. I like it. I like it,
2: Alex coming in booster in that defense. Thanks, to Alex, I'll throw you back on mute here. Demtris
1: in the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's just
2: what up. Who are you drafting for the San Francisco 49ers? And just for uh, the record, you cannot use this person for help right here. Peanut uh, <laughs> is off limits.
3: Well, honestly, uh, Alex hurt my soul because he took my pick that I was originally going to go with. Um, uh So, with that said, I'm going to take Raquan Smith.
2: Alright, that's a good pick Roquan Smith, beast of a human being That is for sure uh, Linebacker out of Georgia I like it, Demptress You came prepared, bud I like it Yeah. Girl. For that, not going to get hit with the, <laughs> the Rev RevX instead We're just going to hit mute and let you continue Thanks, Demptress, appreciate it, bro oh, Love
4: it
2: Number 10, who's got number Oh, I got number 10 oh, hey. Look at you here Hey, with the number ten pick, the Oakland Raiders need to help their defense. For that reason, I am taking Vita Vea from uh, Washington,
7: the defensive tackle. Did you just say on in the East Side Boys song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> definitely slamming at him. Uh, last pick uh, was Roquan Smith for you, Adrian. Uh, just so you got that, Roquan Smith went to the Niners. All right. This this next gentleman, standing at six foot seven, weighing two hundred and thirty five pounds of lead muscle, Mister Elijah McNeil. Ah. Hey, <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: he rivals You're this man.
7: I will say that.
1: All
7: right. So. Pick. Man, you're cutting out. Hello. Hello.
4: Uh, Elijah live you? from the Hello? wind puddle.
7: Okay. All right. Cool. I'm back. I'm 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 out in Oatana in the middle of nowhere, so driving okay. home. But with this, with this, with my first pick for the Dolphins, I'm gonna say F Bill Polian, F Todd McShay, <laughs> F F Mel Kuyper Jr. from Miami Dolphins. I'm selecting Lamar Jackson.
4: Hey. Oh.
7: They need a QB. Yep. T- Tannehill in the future, and he's coming off a big injury. And I feel like that they're going to be looking for a QB. Um, my pick, if the mad signs wouldn't have taken him, would have been Rosen. But I'm taking I'm taking uh, Lamar Jackson here because he's a local guy. He's exciting. Um, He has played in the pro style offense. If he gets his footwork together, he can be quite the weapon. So that's what I'm taking for the Dolphins. All right.
1: What do you got for the Buffalo Bills, sir? All
7: right. So for the Buffalo Bills, I'm going with Josh Allen. A GB so out of Wyoming.
2: Get that guy at 12, man. That's a steal.
7: Super steal. To me, I feel like Josh Allen is the perfect steal. For that, weather, for that bad weather in Buffalo because he's big, he's got a strong arm, and he just, to me he seems like a quarterback that can handle the elements. I mean, Wyoming's not the nicest place to play either, so <laughs> weather-wise. So. That, that's who, that's what who I'm picking for my two picks. I like it. I like it. All right, Eliza,
2: we're going to throw you back on hold because we got to talk again. you got the Bills coming up.
1: We're we'll going to throw Elijah. back Whoa. on mute.
4: Then yeah, he, he was jumping he, he, out of the plane, uh, like in, uh, what's the what's the movie? Yeah, pull,
0: uh, throw the gun, Johnny, do the gun, <laughs> pull the chute. He, uh,
4: the,
2: he hit the ground, and that's why the wind stopped, and we didn't hear anything. <laughs> um, wow, this if this happens, I'm looking at this,
4: and this blows my mind. Uh I, I'm gonna say it right now. I'm buying I'm buying a round for the strong style cast if uh, if Lamar Jackson goes before Josh Allen, you heard it here first. All right, I'm buying a round. Well, hey, we'll uh we'll we'll have the party
2: Friday then. Um, there we go. He lands, I think, the steal of the draft here, guys. D.O. himself selects defensive back from Alabama, Minka Fitzpatrick at thirteen to the Redskins. Uh, they lost a lot of secondary art. Right, Prashad Breeland left. D'Angelo Hall need to rebuild. And you could argue a Fitzpatrick could be a top five player in this draft. Uh, I think that's a steal. So kudos, uh, if I could spell kudos to snagging that. And then at number 14 for the Green Bay Packers, deal also selects Harold Landry, defensive end from Boston College. Uh, reasoning being... Uh, Packers need more pass rushers, and you can't go wrong with more pass rushers. He's right. He's 100% right. If you can get to that quarterback, you can change the future of everything. Great picks there. I, I love that. Make a Fitzpatrick pick. That might be the steal of this draft here. Number 15. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> he just said sack,
1: sack, sacks, sacks, <laughs> sacks. <laughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, with the 15th pick in the draft, Scott, you're going to love me, buddy. The Arizona Cardinals managed to land Baker Mayfield, quarterback from Oklahoma. I cannot believe that I got Baker Mayfield at 15th. I'm not as high on him as, as Allen and, and Darnold, but I, I was expecting to take Le, uh, Lamar Jackson at 15, and I thought he'd be a nice fit there, but man... I get a guy like Baker
4: Mayfield sitting at fifteen i I can't go wrong with that. you know what I'm saying uh, you know later on later on today we'll definitely have to ask uh, Ransom about that. I know he did a marathon film film session on Mayfield if I'm ever seeing on that Twitter um, that's going to be a cool that'd be a cool pick. My question would still be who's he going to throw to?
2: Mary Fitzgerald baby who still like is the top ten every year.
4: All right, we'll see We'll see <laughs> we'll, we're going exactly. we're, gonna give,
1: we're
2: gonna dude, give him a like, cane. You might—he's still catching balls. That dude's got like—he's like hot hands, hanging with the with the the stickum, but he doesn't get it stuck on it.
1: A... <laughs> pitch to Johnny. <laughs> pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny.
2: <laughs> and at number sixteen for the Baltimore Ravens, they need some help. Joe Flacco is getting older, so I gotta go with what you did with Quentin Nelson i got to take that other guy on the O-line coming out. Michael McGlynn from Notre Dame is my pick for Baltimore at number 16. Wow. Jordan, we're now halfway through. And I'm back up on the board with the Los Angeles Chargers. We need some help back there. Obviously, they've done some things with Joey Bosa. They're doing what they need to do, but they got to build that defense even more. For that reason, I am going to take Alabama linebacker. Rashawn Evans Coming out Helping that defense A lot here Jordan Yeah Balls the court sir Number 18 for the Seahawks
4: The Seahawks You know it's, it's really interesting Looking up and now Their needs Obviously they're going to be A little thin on the de- defense This year uh, And I think that's what They're going to have to Pick up on You know I think They're going to go somewhere I kind of want to lean Towards uh, my boy My boy Sam Hubbard is what I want to do. I want to give him a defensive end from Ohio State.
2: Sam Hubbard going off the board to the Seahawks, ladies and gentlemen. Moving in number nineteen, calling in from the seven two four. Chris Ransom, what up, sir? Hey,
8: what's going on? It's Chris Ransom here. Um, I have got my pick in the number eleven player on my big board. Has fallen to nineteen. Deron Payne out of um. Alabama, and yes, I do have him graded ahead of Calvin Ridley, so we're locking in De'Ron Payne to Dallas at yeah, 19. We...
2: I like oh, it. I like it. All right, sir. Obviously, uh, Chris is going to come back with us after the draft, so Chris, I'm going to throw you back on hold. You can hear how the rest of the draft plays out, and then we'll be talking to you soon, all right? Thanks for the pick, man. Appreciate it.
7: No problem. It's going to be awesome.
2: Coming, drafted De'Ron Payne. Next up on the board, looks like it's me again with the Detroit Lions. Detroit desperately needs somebody to get to that quarterback. They need help, so I got to give them defensive tackle Taven Bryan from Florida helping out that front four. On this, uh, this, this, this is a team that needs to get to quarterbacks with, you know, especially with Kirk Cousins coming into the division. So, <laughs> Taven Bryan, Florida, let's go.
4: Man, that's uh... a. <laughs> This draft is definitely fast-paced, speed draft. <laughs> hey, this, you like the drafting a Madden. What uh, <laughs> you want for the Bengals? You know, Bengals—they're in another situation. They could use all the defensive help they want. They even need a little hole in the uh, the offensive line there. Um, but I still see them uh, definitely beefing up, uh, beefing up the 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 options there. Um, I'm going to give them a nice linebacker out of uh, God if I go that route. Yeah, we're going we're going to we're going to bring him in. Uh, we're, we're going to we'll go actually go a cornerback to actually secondary. We're going to go Jerry Alexander as far as it goes from Louisville.
2: Jerry Alexander is a
4: stud. Uh, great pick. I thought you were going to go with the
2: uh, with the Boise State linebacker there for a minute. Um, good pick up there. Jair Alexander definitely going to make some noise here. Bringing it back around the board. Elijah, it's Bills time, baby. Who else are you taking for this team?
7: Oh man, I totally forgot about the second pick.
1: Boo! <laughs>
7: Dude, He's about I've been working to like i I've, I've been working two jobs, man. Lately, I'm tired. Um, I,
1: shoot. This,
2: this, see, this, this see, Jenny Jones. This is the NFL mock draft. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> the, Bills, the, Bills,
7: the Bills need a quarterback
4: too the Bills, the
7: Bills need a wide receiver though For real So I'm going to go Calvin Ridley Since he hasn't been taken right.
4: Oh, respect I, it Cal- I respect <laughs> it
7: <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, and, like, if quarterback. Oh, Listen I got my de- I got my Dempters on <laughs>
2: Dempters came uh, correct Ron
7: Smith yeah.
2: All right, Elijah I'll put you back on So you can uh, Chill out uh, thanks Elijah. That was that was the best uh best response you could have asked.
7: Oh man, they got another pick, I forgot. <laughs> Y'all must have forgot.
2: <laughs> uh, coming in here. Adrian, you always seem to have nine picks at the end of the draft on these things, bud. Well, the thing
9: of it is, is the uh, the teams that I typically draft for usually make it to the playoffs. That's what happens. <laughs> um,
1: so it's what I'm always a good picking thing like about...
9: eight. <laughs> what? I'm always picking at like eight. All my trash yeah. teams. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It's funny because the two teams I have, the Patriots and the Saints here, have very similar needs. And I see my number fourteen player, who's a defensive end from UTSA, still on the board. I'm going to go with defensive end Marcus Davenport for the New England Patriots. Even though what I really think is going to happen, they're probably going to package these two first round picks and move up to get a quarterback.
0: But yeah,
1: you, for the time being, that's,
9: for, the, for the time being, I'm going to go Marcus Davenport.
2: I'm I no like Warrior. it. I I'm like where
9: I have two other picks. <laughs>
2: All right, Jeff, throw back at home, uh, rocking out. Uh, I don't see our pick for the Carolina Panthers calling in here. Um, So I guess Jordan, I'm just gonna throw a pick up if you're cool with it, because I got a couple things that they need. I'll ask you this, Jordan. We can kind of tag team this pick. This will be the only one we tag team. Do you value a wide receiver for Carolina? Or another quarterback or tight end where they really had excel excelled back in the day with that two tight
4: end set. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no to the tight end, but uh, but I will I will think I, I think if I feel I have a feeling that you're gonna take a Texas based wide receiver if if I'm guessing right here.
2: I was going to go Maryland based wide receiver. Oh. I was gonna say, I'm going DJ Moore from Maryland oh. wide receiver. Dude's got oh. the hands, man. He's got some hands, and I think that's a perfect guy that you can throw in there to really kind of snag some of them, them end zone type catches. So I'm going with DJ Moore. I had Kelvin Ridley slotted there in case our caller didn't call in, but uh, Elijah snagged that at 22. Jordan, your most important pick of the draft. You got two in a row, but this is your big one, the Tennessee Titans. Oh.
4: Oh, I know it. I know it. You know, they, they, they could also use, again, somebody for him to actually throw to back there. Um, that would be my, again, preferred preference, but I'll never get mad at them if they, if they happen to go the defensive route. Um, God, I, maybe, uh, maybe somebody like a, a nice big, big 10 uh, defensive tackle would be pretty sick. So, how about somebody like Maurice Hurst would be pretty sweet to have on that, that line there? Maurice Hurst. Job the down. He's bag. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons coming up here. That's also you Jordan. I know it. I know it. Falcons uh you know I mean obviously uh, still being the team that likes to sling that ball um but uh players players getting a little uh little older. Obviously you see some Twitter hashtags maybe sneaking up here. Some things could be happening uh, with within the organization as far as that goes. You've been following the headlines, so since he's on the board, I'm going to take him for him. I'm going to give him. A, I'm going to give him Christian Kirk, wide receiver out of Texas A&M. Yeah,
2: Christian Kirk. He's a big body too. That, that dude is a big body. I like that. That's a that's a good pick. There is a guy that's still on the board too. That that uh, boy, oh boy, if in real life he falls to the Vikings at thirty, I. I would be ecstatic about. We still got three players in front, three teams in front of him, and he might not make it past one of them. Uh, we're going to go back to Adrian here. Adrian, your Saints, your beloved Saints are on the clock.
9: Uh, So I'm looking at the biggest needs for the Saints, which would probably be maybe another offensive lineman, maybe a new tight end because I'm not really feeling like Kobe Fleener really uh, did what he was supposed to. Or I could go the air to Drew Brees. So I had a player that I kind of was thinking, if this player's still available, I'll take him. If not, I'll go the quarterback route. But I feel like Hayden Hurst, the tight end out of South Carolina, yeah. could be something very special for Drew Brees to throw to. That is a uh,
2: That was my tight end with for the Panthers if we didn't go with wide receiver because you so match up, up Hayden Hurst.
9: Panthers pay.
2: <laughs> See, he's already got the revenge sitting in This is what the draft is made of I love it, I love it Alright, Adrian, we throw you back on hold here We'll get you back for your next pick Pittsburgh Steelers are sitting here at 28 Jordan, they got a couple needs There's a couple studs on the board
4: here Where are you going? Uh, you know obviously the the running back position is uh is, is wide open for them i mean they could they could get a steal of somebody i mean uh you know if you look at our mock draft, there's guys like uh uh Darius Gucci uh, out of uh what uh LSU uh, he's still available Ronald Jones didn't go yet uh, maybe i'd take Ron Jones out of USC i mean that'd be a sweet pick I'd definitely yeah, I'd go Ronald Jones out of USC actually. The USC running backs I am a fan of in comparison to their quarterbacks, and and that's something I could probably bet on as far as that goes.
2: I like it. Ronald Jones sitting there. Um I got Jacksonville. My wide receivers are gone, my tight end's gone. I want to get some weapons, but now we gotta get some protection still for Blake Bortles, if they're going to keep him around, I'm going to go Will Hernandez guard out a UTEP to try to protect one Blake Bortles. Oh, my gosh. I, I object. Let's see if Alex can close the deal for me. Where's the button? Tom Zink, represent Minnesota. Who is your I'm pick going, for
5: number three? Uh, is Laramie Tunsil still available?
1: Oh! That's a throwback. <laughs>
5: Oh no, no. So, uh, Minnesota Vikings, you gotta... <laughs> thank you, thank you. No. you gotta you have to protect this eighty four million dollar man um with, with, with will hernandez kind of out the gates already you gotta go guard i mean it's it, especially with how this gentleman has been uh you know doing at the at the combine there but i'm i'm go I'm going to go. Wait, you already went Will Hernandez. Man, I am totally pulling. I, I hey, just went McCullough. Will Hernandez
1: last pick. You did pull <laughs> Larry no, pick. No, You did no, pull no, no, Larry no no, 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 no. Sorry. No, 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 no.
5: Sorry. <laughs> I had my, my notes mixed up. But I am going Isaiah Wynn uh, from the University of Georgia uh, just due to the fact that, again, he can, you know, kind of rotate from guard and tackle as well. But, again, uh, to kind of go on that opposite side, I think Isaiah Wynn will be a fantastic addition to help protect Kirk Cousins there. Hey,
2: you got to protect the O-line. You got to protect the O-line, that is for sure. Thank you, Alex. Coming in, drafted for the NFC North. Throw you back on a hold here, let's grab Adrian. Close us out here with that 31st pick before we send everyone home. Who are you
9: taking for the New England Patriots? Well, I do want to commend the Isaiah Wynn pick. I actually considered him for the Saints because the Saints do need a new. We just lost Cineo Calimente, so we could have used him. Um, has there ever been a draft where six quarterbacks have been taken in the first round? I don't
2: I, – I think five was the limit, right?
9: Couch, well, McNabb,
2: Smith Culpepper, and uh, Cade McNown I think was the only five.
9: Congratulations because your mock draft just got six quarterbacks because the New England Patriots will take out of Oklahoma State quarterback Mason Rudolph. (laughs) Here we go. By the way, how has no one taken Darius Geis yet?
2: (laughs) You know what I was surprised? Is is Josh Jackson still on the board? The – the, uh, oh, <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles select Darius Geis, LSU.
1: <laughs> Literally
2: say that uh, D.O. drops in Darius Geis for the last pick. Uh,
1: says
2: the well, of- I
9: guess
1: J-
2: I, guess I
9: have to take back what I just said because you know, I, I live in Baton Rouge. I live in LSU country. So everyone in my at work that I work at just is talking about Darius Geis is going to be a top 10 pick so much and I'm like hey, he should at least be a first rounder but and the Eagles just got a good player
2: yeah I like it I like it that yeah. uh Josh, you know Josh Jackson was still on the board Connor Williams was still on the board there were some there were some good players
9: uh Adrian Sonny thanks Michelle again is still on the board too did
2: there's there this is a deep draft I like it I like yeah. it man Hey, thanks, uh, as always, for uh, coming and dropping these teams, Adrian. I'm going to throw you back on hold real quick here. Um, right, right, Real quick.
4: Before, before cutting
2: in. Hold on one second. We got to finish this last oh. pick. Fed on Eagles select Darius Geis, LSU. With the loss of Blunt, Sproles, and Ajayi being a free agent next season, they will need to look at the future. Tight end could be a play here as well, though, if they don't go Geist. If they go tight end, look at Dallas Gohart from uh, South Dakota State, which we've seen a lot up in here in Minnesota. But don't be Mm. surprised if they trade back to get more picks. They only have six picks in the draft. That is our 2018 mock draft. Where are you going now?
4: Oh, I was going to say, you know, you mentioned the the most uh, quarterbacks drafted in one. Obviously, five is the max. You named two of them. Can you name the other three?
2: Uh, No, I named all five.
4: Uh, I only heard uh, I only
2: heard the two. So it went, Tim Couch went one, Achilles Smith went two or three, and McNabb was the other one, and then Culpepper at 11, and Cade McNown at 12, right?
4: Okay, perfect. Yep, 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 absolutely. It was actually a one, two, yeah, you were right. A two and three was uh, Donovan and Achilles. Uh, Culpepper and Cade are at 11 and 12. You were absolutely right.
2: Yeah, see, I even got the picks right. Um, uh, Chris Ransom said six quarterbacks went to 1983, and we, we are wrong. The Elway Marino draft. Thank you, Ransom, for correcting us. Uh, we just took back. Oh, Oops,
4: Sorry. Chris. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just kidding. That one's an even tougher. Oh, oof. Elway Marino. Elway to Marino. Oh man, first round. <laughs> thirty for thirty, man. Just got Jim Kelly and Sandwich Net in. I just remember how booty that that uh, Culpeper draft was
2: like ninety nine or whatever that was. God. Uh, three Hall of Famers. Three out of three out of the three out of the <laughs> six. Uh, once again, thanks everybody who called in rocked this draft out. That was awesome. We had a That was nice, quick. We rocked through it. Uh, we're going to get a second break of the evening out. When we come back, we're talking to that man, Chris Ransom. We are going to break down just everything else that we didn't talk about, sleepers, who might be bust, who we didn't take in this mock draft, and what we kind of just want to pick around and ask for some of our teams that we enjoy. So we're picking this brain when we come back right after this. Sportscast Radio, Strong Style Media.
1: in my life,
3: is like a movie, no rewinding. No. Killing mics like I got a license. Just- uh, my belief don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my path. Step my feet when I'm walking. See if it ain't- I seen it all
6: more than I care to reveal. I'm always sort of clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man. Cause it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real.
1: Again,
2: that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to SodaSound at com. Enut. Enut. This right here is the Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake, I gotta tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. fifty, so I use it I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to know, it. I know, but I'm 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 forty-eight, but I feel like I'm twenty-six. I have a boner right now. I have so much energy. Like I actually I, I'm I'm and I took an alpha brain, and I never do. I, I wanna fight you. I wanna fight you. I wanna go chin down and I wanna bang, bang, oh my god.
4: Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Gischstra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball,
0: football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, 그런� mentality, poke in survivor, even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field.
4: All right, maybe not that one. But from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio.
2: Sportscast Radio, we are back coming at you. Chris, what's going on, bro?
8: What's going on? First draft since 1983, six QBs in the first round. And the irony is, this is the 83rd annual NFL draft.
2: See? 2018. This, this is like some uh, Illuminati
3: stuff.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but it's the 83rd uh, NFL draft.
3: Man, great! I hope I we get Heather. something wild.
2: I hope we get some wild. Real quick before we jump into this, Chris, go ahead. Uh, you know, as we always have you do, introduce yourself. Uh, let everyone know what you do. Where you, you know, plug everything you got real quick, and then we'll start start uh spit taking some of this football, baby.
8: Well, I run DraftUtopia.com, and we have mock drafts up for all five pro sports, whether it's NFL, hockey, baseball, basketball, or the MLS. And over the past summer, I actually learned how to program my own draft game, and I actually know how to get YouTube videos up. Like if I want to watch film and break down a player, I know how to do that now too. So I've got more arsenal at my tools and more fun ideas. So I was keeping track of all the picks. <laughs> And ten players I st- had first round grades on made it the second round, not gonna and, name names, but we'll get into that later in a second.
2: I, I gotta say, and and that's the one thing that really intrigues me about this 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 draft is so there's so much depth to it. Um, I I I had three people I wanted to ask you about, um, but I added a fourth. So Jordan, bear with me here. I got four guys I want to ask you about before Jordan jumps in, Chris. Uh, the first one is the guy that. I brought up, you had a pretty high grade on him that I was really excited for, and to be honest, I hope he falls uh, to 30 on Thursday to the Vikings. Josh Jackson from Iowa,
8: what's your take on this great-looking quarterback coming out of Iowa? Well, he's my number two corner. If you count Minka as a safety, I had Minka in my cornerback rankings, but if you count Minka as a safety, I think Josh Jackson's the top corner in the entire draft. And you're probably going to hate me when I say this, but I actually mocked him to the Packers at 14. Uh I like his tape that much. So they need a corner, but.
2: (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, I mean, he's, what's the comparable piece for this guy?
8: Well, Josh Jackson, to me, he reminds me of Xavier Rhodes coming out of Florida State. Not as fast as Rhodes was, but that's sort of what I see with Josh Jackson. I see an Xavier Rhodes type of player. Maybe Traw Waynes if the Xavier Rhodes expectations are too high, but I really do think he's going to be a very good corner for a long time.
2: Um, Another guy that is definitely a position the Vikings could stand to use. Uh, Offensive tackle, can play guard, Connor Williams out of Texas. What's the uh, synopsis on Connor Williams?
8: Yeah, it's. I had uh, two other guys ahead of him, Harrison Phillips and Dante Jackson, but most have Connor Williams ahead of those two. And I have Connor Williams to the Patriots at 23 in my mock. He's a really good player. He doesn't maintain blocks as long as McGlinchey does, but he can play guard or tackle. And I think people underlooked that because he played guard and tackle at Koppel, but then he became a full-time left tackle at Texas. So, most teams are thinking, Oh, if I if I'm good at left tackle, I don't need Connor Williams. So he just sort of slipped through the cracks and made it to round two, which kinda of surprised me.
2: Um, he should be all board by now. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I think he's a guy who could he he I think he's gonna kinda go in that middle like twenty to thirty range where you're gonna kinda get that just log jam of talent. Um, one guy that I thought was going to go higher, and I actually thought you might mock him at, at the Dallas Cowboys, um, Leighton Van Der Esch, linebacker coming out of Boise State. He's a guy I really like. Mm, no. he, he didn't go. What's your take on him? You're not
8: high on him. I, I mean, I had this guy, like, heading into the combine, I had this guy in, like, the fifth round, and then he impressed me at the combine, so I moved him up to 60, and then it was like, okay, if – he did well at his pro day, and then I moved him up into the first round because I saw his tape versus BYU, and Tanner Mangum, BYU's quarterback, was picking him apart in coverage, and I was not impressed. He just seemed a little bit raw, and I just don't think he's on that same plateau as Rashawn Evans, Roquan Smith, and Edmonds, but he's done enough throughout the draft process to sort of earn that late first-round grade, and I had a lot of defensive tackles rated higher. I mean, I had Taven Bryan rated higher by Via and Payne, my number one defensive tackle. I even had Harrison Phillips ahead of uh, Leighton Vanderesh. So I did not have plans on taking Leighton Vanderesh. Plus, there's some medical concerns with him, too, that might cause him to drop to round two. I think it's being blown out of proportion, but there are concerns nonetheless. And I'm not that surprised that Leighton's still there but i am kind of surprised that the titans did pass on him at 25 same with pittsburgh Ooh. at 28
2: oh jordan he called y'all a vote teams you pick from
4: i know i know <laughs> i know
7: i i um, i i, I <laughs> in late rounds
4: man i i i i suffer in the late. I suffer in the late <laughs> picks Um, the
2: last guy I have, not I wasn't even really thinking about asking this, but Jordan brought up a really good point when I took him at 15. You just did that, uh, that YouTube video that you tweeted out where you were doing, you know, all your tricks that you're talking about that you've learned with multiple coverages. Baker Mayfield, he's a guy where I've seen as high today as, as they've, they've said Cleveland's talking about taking that one. I've seen him drop far in the draft. I got him at 15 for the Cardinals, which I thought was a steal. What's the deal on Baker Mayfield after giving him this this coverage you've given him?
8: Well, Baker Mayfield, probably the most refined quarterback, probably is the best floor, arguably the most accurate QB of the five QBs on tape. So to get Baker Mayfield at the at 15 is a steal. Like, that is a big steal, probably – one of the bigger steals in recent years. I don't know where I'd compare it to, but it's kind of like when Ben Roethlisberger slipped out of the top 10 and they got him at 11. Hmm. So I would say it's the biggest steal since Roethlisberger, if I had to say exactly. I mean, Rodgers fell a little bit further, and Baker's good, but I don't know if he's Aaron Rodgers good. But, yeah, Baker at 15 is definitely a steal in my opinion. He was a talented quarterback. What's what's his? Comparison? I mean, I watched three games of him. I watched Mark Andrews tape versus Kansas State. I watched the um tape of um the guy um, Roquan Smith versus Oklahoma, and then I watched Baker Mayfield play TCU on YouTube a few days ago. So, and I am working on a Josh Allen thing as well. I'm going to try to get that up before the draft too. Wow. So.
4: You know, looking at, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, the, you know, the quarterbacks are deep. You know, it, it could be, you know, we could see that record broken or at least maybe possibly tied, depending on uh, how these needs shake out. A lot of aging quarterbacks. But, uh, you know, talking about some of the defense, I want to get this one out of the way right away. What do you really think the chances are of Shaquem Griffin making, making a team and, uh, and making, an, uh, obviously, a splash in the NFL?
8: I actually have him in the second round to Jacksonville at 61 probably a lot higher than everyone else in the entire country I I feel like everyone else has him as a day three pick and they sort of have him pegged into that day three category but I see a day two pick I see a day two guy late second early third round just has continued to impress throughout the process and I think he's worth a second or third round pick I honestly believe he's that good on tape and he's been that consistent and it would be cool to see him go in the first round. I don't know what the reaction would be, but, I mean, it's a great story. Shaquem Griffin, he, I think he's going to get drafted ahead of his brother. I honestly do. I wow. don't know Shakil Shaquille got picked in the fourth round or third round, so I think Shaquem's going to get drafted ahead of his brother.
4: Uh, touting the the quote-unquote national championship in Central Florida makes her an interesting story. Uh, obviously, you, 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 know, you, you mentioned, obviously... you mentioned the uh you mentioned the 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 coverage that you're you're watching on your tapes there what do you think of Roquan Smith I'm going to stick with the defense here well
8: Roquan Smith he didn't win a few blocks but Oklahoma was probably his worst game Baker Mayfield was able to run past him and make him miss some tackles he dominated versus Auburn in another game that I didn't get tape on for the Roquan film session but I watched that game. I remember him having quite the impact in the SEC championship. And Roquan Smith is a top-ten talent. I think he's not getting past the Raiders. And I like him more than Edmonds, who got picked ahead of Roquan in in this box.
4: You know, looking looking deep, also obviously on these uh, these these secondaries here. You know, who do you think's got a, a really good, a big chance to to make uh, an immediate splash, be it uh, at safety or quarterback? Who's who's your um, who's your value pick in in regards to that? Maybe being a first rounder uh, that that might slip a little more. But uh, who who do you think's gonna who do you think's gonna make that portion of it? Well,
8: I think Josh Jackson could be one of the bigger steals. We already talked about him. Yet, I have Minka Fitzpatrick at four on my board. I have him going to four in Cleveland in my current mock. And if he slides past Cleveland, he could drop all the way to Washington at 13. But one thing I've heard is the Raiders love Minka. They love Roquan. They love Vitavia. Even though I mocked Edmonds to the Raiders at 10, they're looking at all four of those guys as potential options at 10.
4: Wow, that that's a great stretch. Um, any big uh, you know, glaring uh, you know, offensive guards. I mean, I, you know, you talked about McGinley a little bit there. Um, what's uh what's the status there filling some of these holes and protecting some of these aging quarterbacks that we're gonna see in the league? Who's who's gonna make uh who's gonna make a move uh as far as that goes and maybe be a, a, a stout wall for some of these guys?
8: I think the Niners are going to trade down. I don't project trades in mock drafts, but I just get a feeling the Niners are going to trade down because what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to prank call the Bills. Last year they trolled the Bears. This year they're going to prank call the Bills. And they'll basically say, New England gave us 23 and 31. But we can do better. And we really don't want to trade with the Patriots. So if you give us 12 and 22, you can move up to nine. And that's what I mean when I say John Lynch is prank calling because – He's literally pranking the Bills out of their two round one draft picks.
1: Hmm. Jerky you boys. know this,
4: Yeah, Jerky Boys, love the reference. Craig uh, <laughs> you know, Rizzo. Is there, uh, is there? Is there any other dra- uh, like possible potential trade moves or movement up and down that you see in this first round? Um, you know, uh, as far as it
8: goes. A uh, Seattle. We did a Buyers and Sellers podcast on Draft Utopia on Talk Show a few weeks ago, and Seattle at 18 is a team we pinpointed as a potential trade partner, and the team we pinpointed as a partner with is the Atlanta Falcons at 26 because they need a defensive tackle. Dallas, Detroit both need defensive tackles. Seattle and Atlanta just makes too much sense if the Chargers are also looking at defensive tackle, and Atlanta wants one of their guys. So, if they want Bryant or Hurst, they might have to trade up with Seattle at 18 to get him.
4: You know, there's a uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of talent it's spread all over the United States. You look up and down this, you know, most of the top 30 to 40 players. Uh, who wins uh, conference-wise is, is it going to be a power 5 or is it going to be the field uh as far as most picks in that first round? Power
8: 5 is probably going to have the most picks in the first round. I mean, I'm looking through this. Josh Allen's basically the only non-power five player within my top twenty at the moment. Because I have uh, Notre Dame. You can, if you say, if you exclude Notre Dame as an independent team, as a non-power five team, you could mm-hmm. add the two Notre Dame linemen. I mean, outside of those two Notre Dame linemen, it's and Will Hernandez. It's basically. Josh Allen, the Will Hernandez, the Notre Dame lineman; those are the only non-Power 5 players in my top 25 besides Leighton Vander Esch, who I have at 25. So I have 20 Power 5 players and five non-Power 5 players. UTSA's nope. Davenport, I have a first on him, so that's six. So really, you're looking at 26 Power 5 prospects and six non-Power 5 guys.
4: Now which, is round which, one which Power 5 conference, though, is going to be leading the uh, leading the charge here is going to be my question.
8: Probably the SEC, just the talent. I mean, you've got three, four, four five first-round picks on Alabama. LSU could have two first-round picks, maybe three. I, I really like Dante Jackson as a first-rounder. Um, Geis could go in the first round. I wouldn't even rule out DJ Chark potentially going in the first round. So, Taven Bryan's going to go in the first round. So, that's already nine players for the SEC in the first round. And if you count Georgia's guys, Lorenzo Carter and Isaiah Wynn, the SEC can have 11 or 12 first-round picks when this is all said and done. Man.
4: (laughs) You know, the SEC doesn't play, man. Obviously, you know, the the championship game was decided by it. Uh, Yeah, that's that's just crazy. Ryan, what do you got for for Chris here while we're picking his brain?
2: so I wanted to ask, uh, New England has two picks in the first round. There's been a lot of talk of what they do with them. Do you think New England sticks with those two picks? Or, you know, Adrian kind of alluded to it himself, that maybe there's, there could be some kind of a trade. Uh, what do you think happens? Do you think they draft at 23 and 31, or do they try to move up?
8: I This is weird. The Patriots and Bears were the two wild card teams on our Buyers and Sellers podcast. And when I mean they're wild cards, I mean they could trade up Or they could trade down. So I really think they could go either way with these picks. Or they could stay put. I think the Patriots wanting to trade up is a smokescreen, and it's them trying to get the other teams in their division to panic and trade up for a QB so a better player falls to them at 23. And I could even see them trading 31 because this is the thing. The Dallas Cowboys need a defensive tackle and a wide receiver. And the one wide receiver they are oozing over, who I have a second-round grade on, is Cortland Sutton. He did fall to round two, by the way. And I think Dallas, if Dallas offered 50, 81, their sixth, and their seventh-round pick, they would have enough points on the trade value chart to move from 50 to 31. The Patriots could regroup and get more picks and even reload even more, and the Cowboys could get – their number one receiver and a number one defensive tackle. It just feels like if Dallas doesn't get a number one receiver and a number one defensive tackle, their draft is a failure. Mm. I mean, it really does feel like that. Their entire off season would be considered a failure.
2: You know, at, oh, at, at night nine, at 19 here, I know you, you went with Deron Payne, obviously, cause he was still left, but what do you, you know, why not? Especially when you bring up Dallas needing a wide receiver, uh, Calvin Ridley's on the board, DJ Moore's on the board, Christian Kirk's on the board. Why not take a wide receiver there? Is is
8: you mentioned it's
2: a need, but is it that is it not that big of a need? I
8: think this draft is four rounds deep at wide receiver, and it's okay. really only two rounds deep at defensive tackle. Or mm. three rounds deep at defensive tackle. So there was a strategy element involved with that decision. Wow. Well, you know, you know where do you where do you think is the what do you think is the window for Kelvin Ridley? What's the highest he
2: goes? What's the farthest he drops? Because you know this guy has been all over mock drafts from the top to the bottom in the last six months. Part of it because of the way Alabama played. Part of it how Alabama finished. And part of it was because of the because of the combine. I mean, where do you think Camon Ridley's ranges?
8: I think it's twelve to sixteen. I know people have him the top ten. I don't see a top 10 player. I don't see a blue chip receiver in this draft. This draft is not as strong at receiver. It's not top heavy. There's maybe only three guys who could be pro bowlers, but it's a very deep group and there's very good quality starters, high end number two guys throughout the draft. So I really feel like Calvin Ridley could be the 12th pick for the, um, a team like the Bills or the Niners could trade down to 12 with the Bills and get Calvin Ridley there and then get their running back, get someone like Geis or Nick Chubb at 22. Or the other thing is the the Bills could take Ridley, but I don't think he's getting past Baltimore. I don't think Ridley's getting past Baltimore. If he does, then maybe Dallas would take Calvin Ridley at 19 if Payne was gone because I could see that.
4: You know, how about uh, you know, I gotta I gotta ask. Obviously, uh, a lot of us uh in, in fighting kind of in the uh, in the in the strong style of group chat. If the Chargers think about had La-
8: taken pain or the Chargers took pain over Taven Bryan at seventeen. No wait. If the Chargers had taken pain I would have gone Ridley. So oh, wow.
4: So what do you think uh, about Lamar Jackson? What do you think his uh, his ceiling or his abilities are as far as that goes?
8: I have him to Arizona at fifteen. But I was really surprised that John, they, the Dolphins passed on Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield to get him at 11. Because at that point, I had Mink at four and Baker at five on my board, and they're both still there. I'm thinking to myself, I might get a top five player at 19. And then those guys went. So
2: here's my question with, with Lamar Jackson I want to ask you is I I am, as a Cardinals fan, I'm coveting Lamar Jackson at 15. Uh, you know, As I said when I took Baker Mayfield, I was expecting to take Lamar Jackson here. I think he fits in that system. Um, even though it may be tweaked a little bit this, this, this season now, it might be a little different, I do think they have a system that fits a quarterback like him. My only concern with Lamar Jackson is I feel like he needs to put more weight on. He weighs as much as a guy like Jared Goff, and he plays a completely different style that's a lot more risky for his body type than a Jared Goff. But I think as much as Jared Goff showed strides of how good he can become, I think Lamar Jackson's got a chance to be a really nice player. Even if he's not a Jared Goff, you know, and he he becomes, you know, a seventh or eighth overall pick talent and not the number one pick talent, I will take that with with how good the Cardinals can be. Does, Does the size concern you at all for Lamar Jackson that he just, you know, he needs to put maybe an extra 10, 20 pounds of muscle on?
8: I'd say 10 pounds, not 20, because if he puts more than 10 on, at that point that might affect his speed and his ability to beat dual threat. But if you want to see him put 20 pounds of muscle and you want to keep him in the pocket, that's fine too. But I just really think Arizona's a really good fit. I don't trust Sam Bradford mm-hmm. and Mike Glennon, so Lamar I'm Jackson at Arizona clearly makes a lot of sense.
2: Um, Last thing I want to ask you Chris before Before we wrap this up here And let you get rolling This is a quarterback heavy draft It's been the rumors It's been what everyone has been talking about They've been talking Darnold at one Rosen at one We've seen Mayfield at one We've seen Allen at one We've heard people joke about Lamar Jackson Sneaking into a really high spot How do you rank these five quarterbacks And where do you see each of the five of them falling?
8: All right, I have Darnold to the Browns at one. I already have a graph grade up for that, too. I gave the Giants Barkley at two, so they did not get a quarterback. I hope Giants fans can live with that. The Jets, they, they got Rosen at three. Just like, um, just like the Mad Scientist, I also have Rosen at three. I gave the Broncos Baker Mayfield at five. I figured that they're torn on both the thing I heard with the Broncos is they love both Baker and Rosen, and they had them tied at 1A, 1B on the board. But another friend of mine who follows the Broncos said that if Baker goes to Jets at 3, they're going to make a trade with Buffalo at 5, and the Bills are going to move up for Allen. So, because the Bills offered Denver um, both first-round picks and both third-round picks and a 2019 third-rounder. So if the Broncos did that, then there would be a trade between those teams at number five. That's the current offer on the table, but the Elway's not going to decide if he wants to do that or not until draft night.
2: I like it. I like it. Chris, this is going to be an I awesome a,
8: draft. I got oh, go I ahead, sorry. the Bills really quickly. I've got Josh Allen to the Bills and Lamar to the Cardinals. Thanks. I, I love
2: it, man. Once again, plug everything you got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know, if you're still repping TJ Maxx, you just plug everything you got for all of our listeners. Their website, YouTube. Yeah,
8: absolutely. Network it. Go to Draft Utopia, our YouTube channel. You can watch these live film sessions. You can follow us on Twitter at Draft Utopia, Facebook.com slash Draft Utopia. If you want to play the interactive draft game on a draft utopia, you can go to draftytobycom slash NFL Draft Game2018.html. It's got 330 players, and we are planning on expanding to 350 by draft day. Oh, wow. I'm going
2: to it after the show is over. Chris, man, thanks a lot. Obviously, no no, I didn't tell Jordan I'm doing this, but I got I'm sneaking one last thing in here. I'm going off the script, off the cusp. Obviously, we'll have you back, NHL draft time, Chris, as we do every year. What's going to happen with John Tavares next year?
8: He might, he might get one more year and then become a free agent in 2019. But, man, you talk oh. about shifting from the NFL to the NHL. The Rasmus Dolan sweepstakes are on Saturday as soon as the NFL draft ends. So, as soon as day three of the draft is over, I'll be shifting gears into hockey. For the yearly lottery special, and we'll have a much clearer idea of who's going to get the uh, ProLunda Indians defenseman number one overall. Woo! Hey, oh, I, I can't
4: wait. I, I knew you were going to do Once, that.
2: <laughs> Once again, I was really hoping you were going to be like the Minnesota Wild—they're going to get rid of a bunch of scrubs and pick up John Tavares because <laughs> we need him.
1: <laughs>
2: but hey, Chris, thanks a lot, Islanders man.
8: Try, maybe the Islanders get a third first-round pick for Tavares from the Wild, and then they try to trade all those picks up to get Dolan. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. He just made my day. He just made my day.
2: (laughs) Chris, man, thanks for coming on. We'll chat soon, obviously, in a couple months. NHL draft, time of the year we both love. Once again, Chris Ransom, Draft Utopia. Thanks for coming on, bro. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me on. Chris Ransom ladies and gentlemen Always coming and dropping some knowledge I am so excited that he dropped They're going to trade the draft pick for him Hit it I already got the theme song ready, Jordan. <laughs>
1: Whoa. Whoa.
2: Ready for, give me Mr. Number 91. Um, we, we got some real MVP to drop for you. But before that, I got to continue to gloat because I am extremely excited after what we just heard there. We're talking Minnesota Wild getting great. Now we got to talk about the LA Dodgers getting great. Check it out. Get to
1: know them.
6: It's hard to believe, but a month's worth of baseball has come and gone, and many teams are still struggling to find some momentum. One of these teams is the defending National League champion Los Angeles Dodgers, who are barely over the 500 mark. But they may have found something last night in starting pitcher Walker Buehler. It was not a day off of school for Buehler yesterday as he went to work, dominating the Marlins, handing them their fifth straight loss. Buehler only pitched five innings, didn't get the win, but looked impressive. His fastball topped out at 99 miles per hour and stayed in the upper 90s the entire night. As a 2015 first-round pick, expectations are high, but manager Dave Roberts realizes the learning curve and may be cautious with him moving forward. However, whatever the case may be, there should at least be some optimism surrounding Bueller. His teammates have made his confident attitude and skill set known to everyone. Two things the Dodgers will certainly need out of them. To turn this slow start around.
2: Shout out to Nick Hagberg. You're still a bitch for calling him barely over 500, but it's okay.
4: <laughs> hey, he's not lying.
2: You can't get I, mad. I, out of I, the I, don't get mad. I know, the I know. I know. I know. I'm uh swinging for him. I just want to walk up to the quarterback. Hey, Hagberg, man, why don't you come over here? Hey, what's that, what's that? What's that right over there, man? Stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> and they hit him with that right hook.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: man. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. We got one more thing here before we go to our next break to close out the show. Where's that? Where's that? Ah, oh, there it is. is with you this week coming at you. Sponsored by uh, I don't know F uh, Tecate. I don't know. I just I not I realized that we don't have anything dedicated. There. We got a ton of sponsors. Pick one. Uh, we might be partnering up with one uh, eight hundred flowers dot com too. Mother's Day is coming around the corner, and they want to hook up with your boys at Strong Style Media. So if we get you some codes, you better buy your mom some nice flowers or a wife or something. If you if you know if the wife's a mother or you know Elijah, your wife is a mom to your doggies. So buy her some flowers, 100flowers.com. Wait for the promo code It's coming out. Anyway, shameless plug, real MVP, Jordan. There is no advantage to uh, going first or diverting and going
4: second. Where do you want to stand on real MVPs this week? I, I will go first because mine's kind of a mix, uh, you know, for it's kind of, it's kind of half spit-take, half of real MVP, and I was really disappointed. Blog Talk pooped on us last week. Mm. Do you want, you, want it, you want one of these other MVPs, uh, so it takes I'll, 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 I'm going to need both. I'm going to need both. So, you so my no, real... Hold
2: on. We got we to gotta introduce it. You get the opening, Jordan.
4: I was wondering where they're going to
3: get another tuba player for the band.
4: <laughs> you got to get the opening for it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. So, uh, before, you know, obviously it's my real MVP and obviously a, uh, a, a very special intertwined, uh, spit take. Uh, do you know what, uh, has uh, three chasers, two beaters, one keeper and one seeker? Maybe there's a quaffle, two bludgers and a golden snitch. Uh, uh, is this Harry Potter? that's very yes absolutely actually there is the the uh the u.s the u.s quidditch cup occurred last week and i want to give a big shout out to the champions the university of rochester thestrals as they beat uh the number one ranked texas longhorn quidditch uh they beat them in a in a (laughs) in a finals match becoming (laughs) the national champions of the u.s quidditch cup Get Rochester Theserals. <laughs> get it, Wingardia Leviosa. Raw. <laughs> Jordan, quit it, man. Just quit it
2: right now. Quit it. <laughs> <laughs> um. La- let's go MVP. My real MVP is uh, Sean Couturier, Philadelphia Flyers. Has a torn MCL. Puts up a hat trick and two assists in an eight-five loss to the Penguins. Um. I want nobody to say one word about hockey players when this dude tears his MCL and scores three goals in a playoff game. Tremendous feat! This dude deserves to get paid, by the way. Uh, but Sean Couturier, one of the bright spots on this young Philly uh, Philly Flyers team, obviously one of two teams, which is really interesting. Last, you know, as we talked about, New Jersey Devils uh, number two pick at Nico Heashire. Philly had number one and took Nolan Patrick. Obviously, both of those teams made the playoffs. We've talked about it a little bit. NHL, these guys get drafted and come right in. It's not like it used to be with six years in the minors or whatever. So, kudos to, to Sean Couturier, repping Philly there. Ivan Proveroff, a lot of young talent. Uh, Shane Gossespierre, Philly will be back. I'm still the Pens guy, but Philly will be back. You deserve all the praise in the world for, for rocking an MCL injury. And you're like, ah, oh, I'll just put in a hat trick, no big deal. Something the Wild can't do in there. (laughs) (laughs) But spit-take time on my end here. I alluded this to you earlier. I will tell the congregation. A Washington Redskins fan sent a letter to Dan Snyder pleading, praying, and begging that he does not let Kirk Cousin walk to the Minnesota Vikings. He said this will be detriment to our organization, He is a top seven quarterback in the league. We had him top six. So I guess we graded him higher. Uh, Shout out to Chris Ransom with the grading talk. But um, we had him higher. But he said, don't let him go there. That's the death wish for the team. He goes to the Vikings. This fan gets a FedEx package sent back from the Washington Redskins. He opens the package, and it's an autographed 8 by 10 of one Dan Snyder, the owner of the
4: washington redskins no <laughs> Man uh that's just oh, that's bad i you know i like yeah. i know i know you and i briefly talked about it but uh yeah i i, I oh, i'd be so like i if the, is this guy a season ticket holder uh yeah yeah he's a big time. oh i cash him in i ca they're gone after that <laughs> oh they're they're gone gone all right i i uh i am disgusted disgusted speaking of disgusting you want to hit your spit take sounder for your your spit take? Give you. there you go there you go uh speaking of disgusting uh the the obviously uh the philadelphia eagles uh during uh one of their celebrated moments there um did you know that uh, one of the fans...
1: You didn't even get it out.
4: Oh, man. So on the parade, uh, this is coming from Travis Kelsey, by the way. Uh, Kelsey said one of his teammates came up to him and said, uh, this is quote, unquote, Kelsey, I don't know what to do. Somebody just poured their grandfather's ashes in my
7: hands. <laughs> so some oh, fan of the parade... Some fan on the parade literally is like, "Oh, here's Grandpa! Bam, you're here at the Philly parade, Grandpa!" I'm like, what? Oh my God! Wow! Um,
4: <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Oh, I, um, I
2: I got one more for you, um, and then and then we're going to do a quick uh, a quick impromptu because. Uh, one of our one of our great uh, draft compadres said they got a real MVP, so we're going to go to them in a moment. I'm I'm excited for this, but oh, let's let me hit that sounder button here. In the <laughs> midst of uh, two or three years of brawling and fighting and laughing at this man because his his coaching job was was fired in the NBA as he was let go by the Memphis Grizzlies, and then this man uh, had a, relations with. Family members, and then the following man drove with. We said with the jersey burning from the car antenna as he was going to said said quote kill this man. Derek Fisher is now engaged to Matt Barnes's ex wife, ladies and oh. gentlemen. What do you thought?
1: Just oh, couldn't get oh, any oh, oh, oh.
7: <laughs> oh my god,
4: it's so Fisher. bad. Matt <laughs> oh, oh, Barnes.
2: Engaged to Gloria Govan, the ex-wife of
4: one Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes <laughs> is <laughs> no, we're not mess with. <laughs> okay. That's that's not the last time a Laker got over on a king.
1: Hey, hey. Bill
2: <laughs> he opens the door and Matt Barnes is standing there. You know what's gonna go through his head is this right here.
1: <laughs> I love it,
2: man part's coming at heart. um any more spit takes? I got one more if you don't have any I got nothing
4: i got I got nothing after that got one more. Here.
2: Uh, Elvin Gentry, coach of the New Orleans Pelicans, after the thrashing they gave the Portland Trailblazers, uh, that last deciding game, Drew Holiday, who channeled his inner Kobe, a lot of people said, you know, he, he stopped playing basketball because his wife was sick with cancer. Um, and she came back. You know, she, she beat it. He came back in the NBA. He is like Lord God Allah right now at the point guard. New Orleans is on a on a pace where I could see them maybe upsetting Golden State. I'm not saying it'll happen, but this team is on fire. And there was a controversial call where they said he stepped out of bounce. It was overturned. They said he didn't step out of bounds. They kept the ball. They got the pivotal game winning shot because of it. They eliminated the Blazers. Elva Gentry quote said Shout out to Kobe and the Kobe 1s. They helped Drew from not going out of bounds and giving us the victory. Mm. Giving props to the shoes, that the shoes were too much for Dame Lillard at the Portland Trailblazers. Dame Lillard, you got plunked out by a pair of Kobe. I was
9: wondering where they're going to get another tuba player for
3: the band.
2: This is my fault. I just got so. Once, once again, Portland just can't beat the Lakers because Colby's still there. <laughs> real quick here before we hit break. Adrian, you said you got a real MVP, MVP, bro. What do you
4: got? Hey, yo, Adrian. Adrian! Adrian! <laughs> uh, oh, apparently, he, Rocky he, got knocked there. As a, <laughs> missing an act like Rocky Balboa. Just she's She's gone. Adrian's he, gone. Uh, Had the
9: woman cancer. He,
2: uh, Adrian said he has a real MVP um, I just told him he's live hey, he So
9: you kind of just uh, Stepped on mine a little bit Because I was actually going to give it To Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday For their combined 88 points
2: <clears throat> In that
9: game four game Oh,
2: oh my god oh. You know talk you it up
9: know,
2: man You know you're, you're the New Orleans Dude talk it up you guys You guys I gotta mean, be happy you Lose to Marcus you know, Cousins You got a team that is on the verge of scaring Golden State, and you don't even have Boogie preach, bro. This the floor is yours, Adrian.
9: It's the funny thing is, is it didn't even take that many shots for them to get there. Like Davis only took twenty four shots, and he got forty seven freaking points. (laughs) Um, He had three blocks too. So it's just one of those things where they just dominated the Trailblazers, and it, it was all over my timeline the sweep memes because, of course, you know we had that sweep mean that with Sean Payton take over during the uh, NFL playoffs over the Carolina Panthers and everyone just started bringing that back. And it was just, it was great to see. And I, I really hope these two can do something to make this playoff run maybe a little more special. maybe, maybe people are sleeping on us a little too much.
1: Ooh,
2: I don't know if, if you saw it, Adrian. I can't remember if Jordan sent this to me or somebody else sent this to me. Um, and if it wasn't you, Jordan, I'm going to try to find it and get it to you. But, there was a meme that I saw that was um it was the clip song What happened to that boy and it was it was uh Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis and they were in Saints jerseys and it's literally their heads over for in the clips and when the whole like bird call thing happens and they're showing what happened to that boy you see Dame Lillard just looking down walking away sad. It was the yeah. funniest thing I have yeah. ever
9: seen. Oh, it was brutal. That, that, that beat goes hard. That, that, that sounds that sounds like something I need to see. <laughs> I, I'm going to find – oh, you know, I think
2: – man, I can't remember who sent it to me. I'm going to try to find it, and I'll, I'll make sure you see it. Maybe – I think it was Elijah that sent it to me. But I'll uh, I'll get you tagged in Adrian because it's so – oh, yeah, it was him. I'm going to – I'm sending it to you right now, Adrian, so you can check it out. But uh, <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> It was hilarious. It was so funny, man. Thanks for the real MVP, man. I appreciate you jumping in doing this extra work here, man. I love it, man. This has uh, been a fun show. We're going to hit you all with our last commercial break of the evening. When we come back, we've got about a half hour left or so. We're talking NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and whatever random uh, bourgeois we decide to talk about. Uh, <laughs> no one helped me answer. <laughs> Sportscast Radio, right back at you. Myself, Jordan Jiskor. This is Strong Style Media.
8: Missing out on an awesome show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets.
2: Fan of pro wrestling like we are? We got you covered. From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha yeah. Underground, yeah. All Japan, and yeah. more. We're talking yeah. the highs and lows in pro yeah. wrestling. Heck, yeah. we're even giving you people yeah. from the Okadas and yeah. Omega. We're even yeah. talking the Bone Soldiers yeah. and Enzo Amoris. No. No. Sorry Daniel, we'll stick to guys like this.
1: Evil.
2: Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out, along with my co-host, Alex Mello each Monday night. 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong
3: Style Network.
9: Okay, I'm gonna get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susan. Ryan is gonna love this hat.
5: Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop.
7: Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil. And I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing 8-Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the technical legend, Cook, and
3: I. Break it down. That's the Standing 8-Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media.
8: Alexa, call Ashley.
7: Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag. Marinate. Mm, love gonna be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, you're no.
2: oh,
3: gonna pull it out. JB, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, JB.
6: You are
1: that's that I'm Alexa.
0: Thanks, guys. But I'll take it from here.
4: Jordan. Hey, man, nice shot. <laughs> what, a, what a great way to add. Oh, fuck! Aaron. Hey, <laughs> hey, man,
1: nice shot.
2: I, um, I had to do it the uh, like the Supreme Gangster way, but I just Snapchatted you, the, uh, that New Orleans say, uh, Pelicans thing I was talking about. So we'll get out there. you oh. have to check that out. Because no, no. it is hilarious.
4: It is hilarious. Hilar- 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 what is that from? That is hilarious. I feel like that's just something that we say when uh, whenever we're doing our Rosie Perez impression.
2: <laughs> There's some comedy with the guy's like, that is hilarious. Billy, uh, that's you know hilarious. I, mean? I,
4: I don't know. That's what I feel like. I always say, like, Billy, Billy is hilarious.
0: The spooky If I want some more, <laughs> I too, I too implicitly.
4: Is it because we just don't
5: understand English?
2: Like I said, if you put them in the Eastern Conference, they could be fighting for that playoff spot also. winning an
1: award, <laughs> though, man?
2: Yeah, I mean, I can't take it. We it's don't, either one Because, see, there's an ostrich on Ben Simmons. Because oh, there's a what? There's an ostrich. Because he's in Where's his second Astrich? year. He had a chance to. Asterisk. <laughs> Asterisk. You are killing me tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like You're <laughs> killing me. Look, you guys, y'all, y'all just speak proper English. We every do, second. Paul. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> God, it makes me laugh every time. Paul oh, Pierce man. was so mad in that promo.
4: <laughs> he was mad. He was um, mad when when they tried to give him, uh, old boy an extra couple minutes to welcome him back to Boston. Like, I mean, man, <laughs> man, Wait, Paul Pierce. Rondo. Why didn't I get yeah. a bit? Why not I? No, not Rondo. Uh, uh, no,
7: remember when he was mad this year?
4: Why did they? Why didn't they welcome me back?
1: Oh. He
4: Speaking of Rondo no. Speaking of Rondo, yep. kill it in the playoffs, You're,
2: bro. Dude, he's, why is it that Rajon Rondo, once the playoffs start, suddenly like just turns into like
1: a,
4: a freak? I, I don't know, like it, it's it's ridiculous. That dude takes the entire seat like it's like he spends the entire season in a in a hyperbaric chamber like like Goku, and then he comes out and goes Super Saiyan for the playoffs, only to get bounced out uh, eventually. So somebody has to find the Dragon Balls or resurrect his ass. <laughs> you know, uh, Portland goes ham
1: on
2: or Portland gets hammed on by by the Pelicans. Can the Pelicans make a run against Golden State, especially if there's no Curry?
4: Mm. I want to. S- With no Curry, yes. With Curry, no. That's my answer. Oh,
2: spectacular. Oops spectacular, uh, what, what does he say,
4: amazing analysis, Bamani or whatever in uh, Major League, Bob Uecker. Um, <laughs> Less is more. No, that's, uh, that's uh, John Candy.
2: I don't see that, that there is anybody on Golden State that can stop Anthony Davis. I think that's a, that's a fair assessment. I think it's the truth. So I think yes. if you're Golden State, you're looking at this right now. Okay, Anthony Davis is going to drop 40 on us. There's nothing we can do. How do we minimize Drew Holiday and the rest of the guys on the Pelicans?
4: I think that is where they win this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I, I, you know, it, obviously so you still we, have a great defender in, uh, in Clay Thompson. You still have, obviously, arguably one of the best players in the NBA in Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, they're still they – still, actually, you know what? I take it back. I take it back. It's a coin flip without, uh, without Steph. That's what I'll say. It's a coin flip without Steph. But with Steph, it leans heavily into the uh, Golden States. Because, you know, what? I just, I just completely forgot they got my man Draymond Green. All right? Uh, you know, he's going to get in there. He is scrappy. Is he going to give up some height? Obviously. I mean, even if you put Durant to the, uh, to the big fellow with the brow, uh, it's going to be a deal. But, man, it's... It'd be fun. It'll be fun to watch. I'm excited for the concept of the series. Where I I, before I was like, ah, it's probably going to be Portland getting swept in the second round, which would be kind of (laughs) ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, here's the one thing too: is if for any reason Golden Golden State plays the way that they did in Game Four inside of San Antonio, where it's kind of uh, everyone just kind of throw the ball around, stand around, and just give it to Durant. Durant's going to shoot 40 shots. You're going to lose those games. You know, you watch old Ginobili and company. It was like watching pickup basketball where you play. You see that group of dudes who run around dribbling between their legs like an N1 mixtape. Then they play this old veteran group of guys who are doing nothing but pick and rolls, and they get stomped. And that's what happened in game four. You know? So,
4: so, it, I'm going to seriously theory it up for you. You uh-huh. ready? Just, just like that last game didn't matter for them, and it didn't matter because obviously for the seeding, and just like they're looking at, nothing changed. Uh, how much do you want to feel like they're already up 3 0? There's no way they're going to lose four consecutive games to the Spurs. Uh, you know, maybe they, they're drawing it out a little longer so they can give, uh, you know, Seth a little extra time to heal up just on the, on the merits of some of these other games.
2: I will 50-50 you on that. I will say for the sake of drawing it up for the for Steph to get more time, I think it's false. I think that's not true whatsoever. But okay. I think for cashing it in, I think maybe true because the reason I say that the, the Steph thing I think is false is regardless of, of, of if they would have won game four, or if they win in game five tonight, they still wouldn't start because of the way scheduling happened. They wouldn't start till Saturday or Sunday against the Pelicans anyway. So hmm. prolonging the series doesn't give them more time for step game one in the second round starts the same time anyway. But okay. I will say, I will agree with the fact that, yeah, let's just take it easy. Who cares? We're in San Antonio, you know, I don't want to say it, but Hey, you know, let's, let's win one for pop too. Cause you know, Pop's a Pop's the good dude and deserves it. And you know, it might be a yeah. crappy thing to say, but you know, it's it was a good feel good moment for a team that deserves it because this is a good organization. Yeah. And I know that I know that that's probably not the right take and it's not the it's not what it is, but I look at it as hey if you guys really didn't hold it in, you know, kudos good gesture, you know, Pop deserved it. San Antonio you know, deserved that win.
4: Yeah, you know, you know, obviously uh you know, Popovich. In case uh, if anybody happens to be listening that's not aware, Aaron Popovich passed. That's obviously uh, Greg Popovich's wife didn't coach uh, for Game Four there. Um, I honestly, I, I, I doubt we'll see him for the series. To be honest, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious about that. But um, you know, if here's the thing is, uh, I'll never congratulate a team for throwing it. Um, I don't feel like that's the case. I feel like obviously the Spurs played up. They wanted to win that game. Um, given the, the situation. Obviously, Steve Kerr said some great things about uh, about her. Um, you know, it, you know what, what are you going to say? I, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad. Well, it. It, and the so, Spurs
2: played very good basketball. They that deserved is. that win, you know.
4: That's what, right. they whether,
2: it. whether Golden State was just kind of ho-humming it like they did, you know, in game four against the Cavs so they could win it on home court, to win the title on home court in game five last year, the Spurs came out and played. And they deserve the victory.
4: Yep, I agree. I 100% agree. Uh, yeah, I, Ginobili looking about uh, instead of about 100 years old, looking about 55. Um,
1: <laughs> you know,
4: you had uh, you had really weird plays with. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's I, fine. I, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay. You know, I I don't cheer the Spurs often, but when I do, usually there's a good reason. So so shout out to the Spurs for getting uh, what's going to end at the end of the day going to be a moral victory or or. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say a sympathy victory, but a, a, an emotional victory is what I'll call it, and and, and going along from there. Um, that, now, that's all I can I say
1: about say,
2: it. I will say they play tonight. Uh, Tip-off is any minute now. If San Antonio steals game five in Golden State and they have to go back to San Antonio for game six, nope. I might be a little nervous For if I'm Golden State. I might go, okay, that's two in a row, and now we're playing at the Alamo Dome. If they win this game, they've just won three straight and forced it to seven. No, that's a little cause for concern. So I yeah. think Golden State, game five, they're at home. They need to close it out now and be done.
4: It is, it, um, it'll be done. It will be done because there's no way. And also, uh, granted, granted, this is the year where a 16 is beat a one team, uh, but uh, there's, there's no way <laughs> a, a team's coming back down, down three against, against the Golden Golden State's going to lose four straight. When's the last time Golden State has lost four straight games? I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Uh,
2: speaking of closing out, uh, the,
4: the presence
2: of McMillie, uh in Philly showing up tonight. He's ringing the bell. Philly, three minutes left in the game, up by 11, about to close out the Miami Heat.
4: Is Philadelphia the most dangerous team in the Eastern Conference? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they are. They absolutely are at this point. Um... They're playing high on emotion. They're a lot of they're a great young team that's that's getting it done. Um, I don't, you know, I was talking to some other folks and and I said, fact of the matter is they're going to they're going to be they're going to be there at the end. I don't see LeBron's team making it happen. Um, the Bucks are obviously trying to make it interesting in their series. I, I don't know. I they just lost uh, Bucks down three two now. Yeah, they lost tonight by uh, five. Yeah, as I was gonna say another close one, but uh, but you know it's it's one of those things. Yeah, the seventy sixers are, are 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 at this point playing out of their minds. They're the uh, they're the hot goalie in the NBA is, or in the NHL. That's yeah. all I can There's say. Get jiggy <laughs> it, with it! No, they're playing the, crazy.
2: Here's the thing with uh, Philly, and I'm not 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 denying them at all. But uh, you know, they win tonight, they get to rest. Because you look at Boston still has to win one more to close out. I have no idea what Toronto's doing with Washington. Um, the fact that that series is 2-2 with how good Toronto is blows my mind. So I have no idea what's going on there. And look, I know Cleveland comes back and wins this last game against Indiana. It's a 2-2 series, but let's not forget, you know, they let Victor Oladipo take a wide-open three when they came back in Game 2. If Oladipo hits that shot after outscoring him in the third and the fourth, they'd probably win that in overtime, and Indiana's now three games to one. Cleveland is yeah. not going to walk away from this easy.
4: No. LeBron even said that actually at the end of that game. If you remember listening to him, he, uh, he said, you know, we gave him a good look and we can't leave it on the uh, – we've we got to beat him outright and can't leave it up to a possible luck or a missed shot. That's, uh, that's huge
2: leave Oladipo with the season he's having too. Like That's the last guy you're going to do. So Philly's going to go and get rested. What do you think, Jordan, with the way that this team is going and playing? Joel Embiid comes out and says, look, we don't need any free agents. We don't need any big signings. We just need to keep this team together because we're better without these players. If you're LeBron James and you're linked to this Philly, what does that do for your mindset?
4: Uh, you know here, here here's what that is that's that's Embiid saying uh, all the right things for his team that's there right now they're there right now you can't talk about the future when you're there right now um, that's that's just what that is I I, I I don't I think at the end of the year if 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 uh, if any any team in the NBA I don't care I don't you know if if there is any team in the NBA and, and and I'm talking about he's a free agent, you know if LeBron's a free agent, hey do you want LeBron? There's not a team in the NBA that's gonna be like, no. If LeBron says, Hey, can I can I join you guys?
7: <laughs> Tom Simon's like hard enough defense. <laughs> we don't play hard enough defense without him. Oh, no, it's
4: We're like twenty six. LeBron oh, can you give me LeBron, can you give me forty four minutes a night? <laughs> Yeah, that's,
2: exactly. that's That's the
4: Thibodeau answer. Five minutes a quarter, that's for sure.
2: Good God. <laughs> Shout out to Elijah last week. Jimmy Butler, what was that? It wasn't even a three-pointer. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dylan.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: man. I mean, he's is wide open. And I think Philadelphia, we talked about it last week, but I think Philadelphia has a really good shot to come in and maybe steal the Eastern Conference. Because I don't see – Right now, the Philadelphia 76ers are playing incredibly well together. Joel Embiid looks like a freak of nature. Ben Simmons is doing everything you need. There's 25 seconds left in the game. They're up by 11. They're closing out right now. If Philly is ha- or excuse me, Cleveland is having this much trouble with Indiana, how the hell are they going to stop Joel Embiid? And with the fact that they're letting these guys take outside shots, what's going to happen when they're letting Dario Saric, Ronald Covington, and uh, JJ Redick heave up three pointers? Yeah, it's not a good. It's not good look for Cleveland. And and that's the kicker. Is you? Know, I mean, I mean, Boston's going to see Philly, Toronto, or Washington will see Cleveland most likely. I'm, I'm assuming Toronto and Cleveland. But you got to look at Cleveland, and if they can roll through Toronto, they're seeing Philly probably in the in the conference finals. And if Joel Embiid is serious about we don't, you know, hint hint, not saying it, but we don't need him. You know, he might go in there wanting to smash LeBron.
4: Yeah, I I do want to ask Gabriel Union tonight. uh, Where's uh, Where's youthful Dwayne Wade? As he's only got eleven points, five rebounds, five assists. I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, down uh down <laughs> down 13 <laughs> yeah, points uh, with 30 it's to go <laughs> yeah, 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 hey you had, he had a good game what he had stop playing good series
2: we'll yeah. uh, call Pat Riley and see if they would give us uh Goran Dragic for Jeff Teague
4: that's funny <laughs> hey, you know, Jeff what? Teague's right yeah, he's the, he's the, uh, the only chance if uh uh to to save us this next game but Speaking of which, obviously uh, 50 points in the third quarter last night uh, For the Houston Rockets over the Timberwolves
1: Plus,
2: what do you do? Timberwolves team played so good in Game 3 Game 1, we had the game in the lead You know, we were in a spot where we could have had Had a 2-1 lead on the series And then Houston was just you, You know, it was exactly what it was James Harden said, I am superior. I apologize for your existence.
4: And that was it.
2: <laughs> I mean, there was no answer. There was nothing we could do.
4: Yeah. He outscored them single-handedly in that uh, that third quarter, mind you. He scored, uh, what, he scored thirty, thirty-two 32 points in that uh, third quarter where we, uh, Timberwolves as a team did 20? Uh,
2: he scored 20 in the third quarter. They, oh, my God, dude. I mean, you know – Look, the team lost by 19 It got outscored by 30. I understand we outscored them by 12 in the fourth quarter, but let, let's be honest, that team just didn't care anymore. <laughs> you know, they didn't know well, who was still left in the damn game. I mean, let's – Harden came in the final few minutes to kind of make sure it didn't
4: get out of hand. Timber had it to like 12 at one point with about four or five minutes left. And then yeah. But I mean when when the, the back of their bench, Joe Johnson, Aaron Jackson, and Tariq Black also all got at least two minutes. Uh Go you, you know, like you know? Uh, that's and uh, it's, uh, Joe Johnson by the way uh, contributed two points to that uh, to that to that victory. Uh, he's on the board, folks. Uh, Gerald Green only scored two points. Uh, you know, combined again, Chris Paul and uh, and James Harden. Harden's majority of his points came in that uh, that third quarter, only thirty six on the night. But uh, obviously, he only needed to play one quarter to beat the Wolves. Ridiculous!
2: Like, think of that. Only thirty six points. Like this dude just lit us up in one quarter. It was it was brutal. You know, Clint Capella had seventeen rebounds. Man. Like,
1: who's boxing him out?
4: <laughs> you know, actually, you know, looking at the minutes, uh, minutes from that game, too, uh, surprisingly, nobody on their team played more than 34 minutes where, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler played 38 for us as far as that goes. Man on the court, uh, damn near the end. The but, uh, um, you, yeah, you know,
1: guys
2: I take this going to piss people off. Let's hear it.
4: You get Derrick Rose in the game
2: more. He dropped 17 points, 7 for 11, 2 for 2 from the arc. Had four assists, six rebounds. Derrick Rose looked like Derrick Rose in this game. And if you remember, game, yeah, I was going to say, you remember the game we took against Houston, game three? Derrick Rose balled out. You know, everyone was so mad about us getting Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is healthy. That dude can ball, and he showed it these last two games.
4: Yeah. You know, that's just, the other thing is, but how, how, how do you balance out that court with him on it, though? You know, if if this dude's going to play for the league minimum
2: and he's going to ball out, what can I do to move Jeff Teague's $19 million or whatever?
4: Hmm. Yeah, I just don't know how much. I mean, how how much are you going to give that during the regular season? It's kind of, at this point, very similar to uh, Rajon Rondo.
2: Agree, But you know what? They did enough to get to the playoffs, and look what Rondo's doing now. So, I mean, Hmm. you just got to get there. And this team should have got there higher than an eight seed. I understand yep. Butler got hurt. Give me a break. We had Towns and Wiggins. Wiggins was soft as Charmin, did nothing. Pisses me off, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's frustrating. Um, one thing I'll say to you is exactly what I've been preaching. Carmelo Anthony is not what everyone claims him to be. Paul George maybe isn't a number one. And maybe people need to start looking at Russell Westbrook because maybe he's not the dude even though I love Russell Westbrook, you know I've said since Kobe retired, maybe Westbrook's my new guy. But the Utah Jazz stomping on the Thunder once again—they're going up. They're up three-one. They probably close the series out tomorrow. Donovan Mitchell literally is going to get robbed of the Rookie of the Year by Ben Simmons, and I don't mean that as a bad thing. But dude, you look at you look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. I understand. Yeah, we got Stephen Adams and, and Russell Westbrook and we got we got Carmelo Anthony and Paul George. They're starting Car- Corey Brewer, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
2: Carmelo Anthony, dude, Carmelo Anthony shot not, uh 5 for 15 0 for 6 from the arc. He's he's proving that once again he isn't anything more than a scorer in the Olympics. Dude's a minus 18 puts up 11 points, no dimes. I mean, sorry, it doesn't help. You're starting Corey Brewer for his defense, supposedly. Puts up three points, gets zero assist and zero rebounds. Why are you starting him on your team? Yeah. Paul George does drop 32. Westbrook drops 23. But even, even Russell Westbrook, for as much as I, I praise him, I will say as much as I praise him, dude only had three dimes. Either the people he's passing, he wasn't scoring.
4: Well, obviously, Paul George is 9 for 21, and Carmelo is 5 for 18. That's got to be a lot of misses, man. That's a I mean, lot George of misses. I mean, George got 12 for 12 from the free throw line. That's
2: where his points came from.
4: Yeah, but I mean, look at Paul George, 2 for 9 for the three-point. Like, I don't want Paul George shooting threes at this point. If you're going to be getting to the line, get to the damn line. I mean, Carmelo,
2: 2 for 15 from the arc. Why is this yeah. happening? Yeah. I have a bad feeling, and I know Sam Preston, since they moved OKC – uh, the the Sareks to the OKC. It's been Scott Brooks and Billy Donovan. They've only had two co- coaches. And I know Sam Presti isn't somebody who fires their coaches. But Billy Donovan might go on the hot seat if they lose this series, man. And I don't think it's fair for Billy Donovan. Because they bring in Carmelo Anthony, who he's got to give minutes to, and is just not productive. Paul George, I'm sorry, but he's already he's already wearing purple and gold to me in his mind. That's just what's going down. And... You know, Russell Westbrook, everything, everyone he says is, this dude will give you the shirt off his back. He's the most loyal dude there is. You know, there's only so much uh, until you start looking at it going, I'm in a situation that's never going to win.
4: He's going to be the Barry Sanders basketball.
2: Yeah, and I think getting slapped around this round by the Utah Jazz is a nice wake-up where Russ might be finally going, you don't know, remember KG when he was crying when we traded him because all he wanted to do was win for us and he knew it was impossible and he didn't want to leave, but we did it for him.
1: Yeah.
4: How
2: long till Sam Presti does that for Westbrook?
4: Well, you know, and that's <laughs> the funny thing because obviously he signed a contract here out of loyalty. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 an <laughs> interesting concept. That's that's a that's a really interesting concept, and I think I that man if that would happen. You know, on some Mariah Carey butterfly, uh if you should return to me, uh a la type thing. Uh I, I don't know, man. That's that's almost I, I feel like it's almost a little too far fetched in this over businessy world at this point. Um yeah, I like don't
1: know.
4: That that he trades Westbrook with like a blessing kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it
2: it's it, do you risk him leaving for nothing when you just watched Kevin Durant leave for nothing.
4: At this point, yeah, because you also, you also, Westbrook also re-signed with you. You know what I mean? So, I don't think there'd be a per, there wouldn't be a person in the world that'd get mad at Westbrook for, for, for not re-upping. Now, obviously, you can trade him, but I'm just saying, like, to, to, be, the, to be the blessing of trades, a la uh, the, uh, the Celtics situation, where granted, we probably got took overall, uh, Horford not being what uh, what he what he currently is, oddly Jeff- enough. Um, or, or I'm sorry, Jefferson, rather. Um, but uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, so yeah, I I I don't see it happening like that. OKC is
2: probably losing Paul George after a one season rental, whereas no. Demar Deroost and Victor Oladipo are literally two games away from playing the Cavs out of the playoffs and rejuvenating Indiana to what Paul George couldn't do. Paul George couldn't beat LeBron. Oladipo might beat LeBron. So if I'm Sam Presti, I just kind of got took because these two dudes are now the future. You pair them up with Miles Turner, Indiana's balling out. They got Bogdanovich who's yoking shots and I'm over here about to lose him. And now I have to bring back Carmelo Anthony at, what twenty five million dollars? There ain't no way Carmelo's opting out. He's taking that Luke because he ain't getting paid if he opts out. Every, look, if Carmelo opts out, he somebody's going off from the mid level. He ain't getting twenty five million dollars. I'm sorry. Hmm. So now you got Carmelo opting back in. You have to pay him. You lose Paul George, and now you've downgraded because nobody's going to sign with OKC. It's just a terrible fact, and that's the reason Sam Presti, even when he had Durant and Westbrook, vetoed the uh, abolishing the tanking rule because he said, as a small market, I have to tank to get, to get good draft picks because people don't sign here. So Sam Presti having Durant and Westbrook acknowledged he can't sign free agents. Yeah. They're in a bad situation with this team, and I understand that the loyalty is fantastic with Russell Westbrook, but if you can get three guys that you can plug and play that are going to have four or five year deals, maybe you do it. Because if he bounces like Durant does and you don't get anything, you're back to the drawing board.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, just quick update: Spurs and uh, Warriors have tipped off. It's currently, seven nothing Warriors. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. You know, I, again, I just don't. They're starting point four, bro. Yeah. Oh, I know the the teams. The team's not. It's not thick at all. I, I mean, and especially in regards. So you look at some of the depth of the, these other teams. I mean, even God, even Miami a deeper team, which is which is scary to think too, because you know they're they're an eighth seed.
2: Patrick Patterson, Jerry Grant, Raymond Felton, uh, Alexis Sabrinas, Tony Ferguson. Ferguson only it's one minute. Uh, Josh Huestas, and then Nick Collison, who's a DNP. Their bench is trash. They have to start Corey Brewer because they have no pieces. Yeah. That's a rough squad. And, you know, you you look at Utah starting five, Derek Favors plus 15, Joe Ingles plus 15, Rudy Gobert plus 19, Donovan Mitchell plus 22, and the man of the hour, Ricky freaking Rubio plus 22.
4: Yeah, no. You know, Ricky Rubio contributes so much because, it, and it's not his shot. Because what was he four for twelve? If I remember right, like he he didn't, he was shooting like he was here,
2: eight times six boards, and he plays defense. He's doing what Timberwolves fans knew he could do,
4: yeah. And
2: kind of wish we had a chance
4: to let let him play with Thibodeau. Yeah. I yeah I I don't know. I like I said. I I want Russ to I I want Russ to win one. Because I'll be damned if that, you, you average a triple-double, you deserve a damn title. Especially if you mm-hmm. want to get it two back-to-back years. Are you kidding me? Back-to-back. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know, man. It sucks.
2: I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it is what it is. The team's not in a good spot. And I'm going to say this flat out, dude. The Oklahoma City Thunder are the Minnesota Wild of the NBA. They're not a great team. They're not a bad team. They're
4: just a good team. But what does a good team get you a 1st round exit, exit every year? He's not, a, he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's a big guy. <laughs> but uh, shout-outs to Alex for that one. Um, you, know, yeah, you know, obviously, speaking of the Wild, they got ceremoniously ejected out of Winnipeg, uh, back to the humble homes of, of Minnesota. We got
0: slapped, game.
4: You five. got the? Yeah, Mark, Mark Shepley assisted on a goal 28 seconds into the game after
2: burying the only two goals in game four.
4: It was yeah. brutal. Yeah. That, you don't want to talk about a home field advantage. I'm really impressed with uh, obviously Winnipeg, uh, you know, obviously deserving of a, of a, of a hockey team and not only a hockey team, but a hockey team that's going to win some games uh, at this point in the Western conference. I'm kind of hoping they're the ones that do it. Um, and uh, But, uh, yeah, and then shout-outs, obviously, on the other side. Uh, Ovechkin getting to the second round again over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, is, is it the year? Hey, four straight. I don't know.
2: You know, lo- you know we look at it. Let's, let's, let's just take this one part. Um, Toronto, 3-1 victory. Frederick Anderson gets 32 saves. Boston was smoking everybody. David Pasternak, Patrice Bergeron, all these dudes were lighting up the lamp. They're starting to get smothered. Frederick Anderson, 32 out of 33 saves. Mitch Marner gets a goal and assist. William Nylander gets a goal. 3-1 Maple Leafs lead. Wednesday, tomorrow, it's game seven, Toronto-Boston. Boston Boston was up 3-1. Toronto's coming right back in the series. And then right after this ends, Thursday, we start all over, and we start with some banger games. The Sharks, who we both ate crow. Sweep the Ducks, but then their opponent, the Las Vegas Knights, sweep the Kings. So now we get Sharks, Golden Knights, both teams coming off of sweeps, both teams rested from this. I cannot wait for this series.
4: Oh yeah, no, absolutely, and that's going to be that is going to be a banging series. Uh, obviously, what, uh, what, maybe, maybe is it what, maybe six hours away from each other? Very close to to the Wild. Um the wild and yeah. in Winnipeg situation, as far as that goes, you want to talk about the possibility for some cool rival reaction. You're going to see some fans in the stands and you're going to see, um, you're going to see things happen. That's going to be a sweet game. I'm excited. Uh, excited. Oh no, I'm sorry. Not San Jose. Uh it with the ducks. No, they're, they're a much longer away. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's still going to be, a, it's still going to be an awesome. Uh, uh, it's still going to be an awesome series. Uh, the The sharks obviously got a lot of unfinished business and we can see if they can finally uh, push through this time, but, uh, but I'm, on this merit, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the hot goalie. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Las Vegas in this series. I think, uh, I think they'll take it. I'm going to say this too. And this is, this is why the NHL
2: playoffs are the greatest playoffs that happen. What we have Thursday coming up, we have San Jose and Vegas, both teams sweep. San Jose coming off, you know, two years ago, they made a Stanley Cup run, got beat by Crosby and the Pens. So they're fresh from a Cup run recently. Vegas, the first ever expansion team to not only win X amount of games, not only win a division, but also sweep and win a first round playoff series. They got home ice against this, this tough San Jose team that's playing out of their mind. Logan Couture and company is playing fantastic. Now you move to the other series in this conference, Winnipeg and Nashville, the top two teams statistically in the NHL. Nashville had a rough and tough time with Colorado, specifically because Nathan McKinnon was playing out of his mind. McKinnon, I think, had 93 points in the season. He continued his ways and played tremendous. But then Nashville did everything right when they needed to. Yes, they they went to six games with Colorado. But when it was all said and done, Roman Yossi, Ryan Ellis, uh, P.K. Subban, that defense came together and shut down McKinnon. So now we can see if that defense can shut down Mark Sheffley, Blake Wheeler, Patrick Laine, Brian Little, and the rest of the Winnipeg Jets. It's a perfect cat-and-mouse type offense versus defense series. I love it. Now that we uh, touched gonna the two
3: that? Uh, on uh,
4: going to be some. Those are going to be some popping series too. Both rabid fan bases, as far as that goes. Yeah, uh, Nashville, what people wouldn't think is a hockey town, that's a what, hockey you town.
2: You are correct, man, dude. That that mustard is going to be out in the stands. Mm. But then you mentioned this, and I, I'm going to it now finally. Once again, we get Crosby Ovechkin in the playoffs. Can Ovechkin finally beat Sidney Crosby. My question for you, because I don't know if if he's still out, and you have the hot hand with the notes, have they said anything on Evgeny Malkin? I know Evgeny Malkin and Carl Hagelin are day-to-day. They did not practice today. They are also a game-time decision versus the Capitals on Thursday. Is there anything that I'm missing that Uh, doesn't
4: show them playing? They're still listed as today, day to day. Malkin did not practice, as you said. Signs point to not playing yet. If you're not going to skate, you're not going to play, and that's going to be the fact. You're not going to send them out there, uh, at least not warmed up. So I'm going to say Malkin is definitely going to be uh, probably going to be out of that.
2: What about Carl Hagelin? Uh, I think Carl Hagelin,
4: because he was uh, not fit same and same role thing. For the team. Same situation as far as that goes. Uh, he didn't. He didn't skate as well. I think it's going to be the morning skate that tells. If they show up for that morning skate, they'll be in the game. And if they don't, uh, then then that's going to be the uh, that'll be the telltale. If they're not going to be at the skate, they're not playing. I guarantee it.
2: And and obviously, a lot will tell on tomorrow as to what could happen. But the thing about Pittsburgh that is always going to make people freak out is look at what happened in game game six here against the Philadelphia Flyers. You had 54 seconds left in the second period, and Philly is winning 4-3 to at this point. Now, mind you, it was a 4-2 game after Scott Lawton scored. Sean Couturier had put in two goals at this point. Uh, Patrick Hornquist scores to make it 4-3. But then you look at 54 seconds left. Jake Getzel, who was a rookie last year and, and, and showed up during the Stanley Cup, he scores to tie the game. 30 seconds into the third period, he puts up a second goal. Then, 12.48 into the third, Jake Getzel gets a hat trick. Ten seconds later, Jake Getzel gets another goal. Jake Getzel scores four goals in 13 minutes for this team. Putting them up 7-4. Couturier gets his hat trick with that torn MCL. Brian Russ puts an empty netter in to make an 5 Even losing Malkin, Jake Getzel is hot. And you have Jake Getzel on that Sidney Crosby line. That is something that is just I mean, Crosby Getzel and Hornquist is disgusting together. And if you get to bring back Hagland and Malkin and play him with Phil Kessel, and then you get Rust with Derek Brassard on line three, I don't think Washington can beat that. I said it before because of the lack of depth, but I just I don't know how Pittsburgh, if they're healthy, how they lose. No, I I agree.
4: Top- if they're healthy, they they are obviously the deeper team. That's factual. Um, but if they, uh, but again, you are missing Malkin uh, like that, or you're missing, uh, uh, uh but Heglin. Hag- uh, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be you, you're, those are those are definitely uh, positions that you miss. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I think it's gonna be another. Obviously, it's gonna be must see, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a banger of a uh, of a matchup because obviously there's there's not a lot of love lost. You don't like losing to the same person every time. It's it'd be like it's like the Yankees in Boston as far as that goes. That's that's what it is at this point. Mm-hmm. You you you're gonna meet in the playoffs, and you're gonna you're gonna hope hope to Christ you come out on top. And who knows? Maybe this is the Yankees in Boston where this is the year the the the, the Red Sox uh, Capitals they finally get it done.
2: And once again, Washington has home ice And I'll tell you what, Pittsburgh doesn't care They They come into Washington And still win these series They don't care That's what's scary is, they do not fear the red
1: And I don't
2: know Ovechkin's fantastic, we'll see what happens But then you've got the other other Eastern Conference team Tampa Bay sitting with the one seed They're waiting, they're going to play Saturday Game 1 They get the winner of tomorrow's Boston-Toronto Game 7, and what's beautiful is, look, we already said Pittsburgh Washington's fantastic, San Jose Vegas is fantastic, Winnipeg National's fantastic. It doesn't matter who wins the series. You get the upstart Toronto Maple Leafs with Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Leo Kormorov, William Nylander, uh, Frederick Anderson, who's showing up in goal. Or you get the Boston Bruins, who literally, if they would have beat the Florida Panthers, would have took the number one seed from Toronto. But because they didn't Toronto finish with one four or Tampa Bay finished one fourteen, getting the number one seed playing the Devils, whereas Boston sits at one thirteen and has to play a tough Toronto team as the second place team. So either way, you have a great series for the Tampa Bay Lightning to play. Any of these eight teams could contend for the cup. And this is where playoff hockey is going to excel. I cannot yeah. wait for all, all four of these series are must-see.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely they are. Uh, if you're a hockey fan uh, or a sports fan in general, obviously, again, I, you know I love playoff hockey more than I love regular season hockey. And the only thing that beats regular season hockey is regular season hockey live. So that being said, uh, it's <laughs> going to be awesome. Obviously, we have a great uh, – I mean, a great – spring into uh into summer as far as this goes with these and obviously we got the draft coming up which obviously we celebrated today with the uh i'm gonna call it the expendables of uh of, of what we put together <laughs> on this show man we had a motley crew of guys we had the mad scientist uh you know we had uh, folks from the wblz network on here representing their teams and their uh their shows so big props to all them for doing it what do you think cook
2: I loved it, I loved it This is, this is the best time Thursday's going to be tremendous The NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs Everything's fantastic But one thing real quick before we send off um, We didn't talk any baseball tonight And I kind of wanted to avoid this Because the Miami Marlins are playing the LA Dodgers right now And look, we all know how biased I'm going to be So I did not want to dive into it But I did want to play something And I tried to get it uploaded And I couldn't get it uploaded So I apologize I'm going to play this off my phone so it may sound a little ruffled, and I apologize for it. Usually it comes out good. But on Real Sports with Brian Gumble this, this coming weekend on HBO, he has Derek he Jeter there? on. Hey, what's that?
4: You're going to talk about Jeter.
2: Brian Gumble addresses the Miami Marlins tanking, and Derek Jeter gets hot. And it makes me really excited for this conversation because it's not out yet. Now, this is only about a minute long. This was leaked. This is the only thing that we have of this, but I just want to play this for you and get your thought of it Jordan before we wrap up tonight. This is Brian Gumble with Derek Jeter on Real Sports this coming weekend on HBO.
3: Tanking.: What's well, not it's tanking.: Tanking is not trying your hardest to win ball games every day. We're trying to win ball games every day. If you trade your best players in exchange for prospects, um, it's unlikely you're going to win more games in the immediate future. When you take the field, you have an opportunity to win each and every day. Each and every day. You never tell your team that they're expected to lose. Never. Not, now, not, you can think. Now, now, I can't tell you how you think. Like, I see your mind. I see that's how you think. I don't think like that. That's your mind. No, I working get like that, that, but I, I guess not in so many ways. But ones. you don't. But you don't get it. I do. You don't. We have two different minds. I can't wait to get you on the golf course, man. We got—I I mean, I can't wait for this one. No, I mean, You're mentally weak. Uh, no, I—I just—I'm I'm realistic. Okay, now
2: here's... <laughs> I cannot wait to hear the rest of that conversation between Derek Jeter and Brian Gumble. Because boy, Derek Jeter was getting—he he was getting like I'm mad at a Rod, pissed.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, you know it's, it's funny. I, I, you know, I listen to that too, and I'm like, and I, I get kind of salty too because. You know, obviously, uh, you know, you want to talk about the trades and, and maybe a sweetheart deal to the Yankees. But fact of the matter is uh, Giancarlo had a no trade cause. So really, he was in the driver's seat in that entire existence there. Um, the Yankees you know, and you know, Dodgers are literally the only teams he was going to waive it for. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's that aspect Um, as far as, you know, these, these prospects are getting it done with young players. I don't know if you ever heard of this. uh, There's uh, there's these, these guys that all played for the Yankees at one point, Uh, they all came up uh, in the same year of 94, but they also played in the minors uh, together. Uh, They're called the core four, some guy named uh, Andy Pettit. uh, There's this fellow named Jorge Posada. uh, Some, (laughs) some, some, some he was a terrible starter. I remember that, but uh, I don't know if he did anything else in the league. Uh, Mariano Rivera. Uh, and, uh, Derek Jeter, uh, you know, so, so, um, you know, whatever, you know, Jeter's a baseball mind. If, if he's making some questionable businesses, decisions, as far as maybe trying to, you know, lower it and move the team or, or get things to sway, he wouldn't be the last owner or part, partial owner to do that. I'm not going to fault him for that. I guarantee you in 126 game season. All right. This isn't major league here. Uh, or, you know, as far as it goes, you're never going to go out and tell he's Come not the, uh, He's not the uh, who is the, the the lady owner in the first one where it's like oh I'm gonna put together the worst team possible. Oh man. yeah, kind of, yeah. I you know know what you're mean like about. They, like literally these people are making it sound like the actual that's the actual uh, plot of 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 Major League. Like he's putting it together to uh, putting together a bad team together in hopes that they lose so they can move them. That's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. All right, it's a hundred and. 26 games. These guys want to win it. They're young guys. Can you imagine being the guy name? that uh, you know he traded for uh, and, sa- and says, oh, "I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a Gold Glover," or "I'm going to be this," or you know what I mean? Like, come on. I, I normally like Brian Gumble, and I thought it was, I thought it was, that was a crazy line of questioning. No, I will
2: say to defend Brian Gumble, he does have a point that the team took their top four players and dealt them away for a lot of nothing.
4: No, again, I, I, again, it's a lot of nothing on the front end because some of them are prospects, they're young players. But again, three of the or one of the four, no trade clause, so you get rid of that one right there. That's that's as far as I go. So you get rid of the top three at the very
2: Because <laughs> what they asked the Dodgers for Farhan Zaidi and uh, and, the, and and those guys weren't going to give up. You know the Dodgers are yeah. such sticklers about their that's that's why they get Justin Verlander and they cost yeah. them the World Series, but yeah. they're not going to trade Walker Bueller. Was our uh gets to know him this week, you know? They're not moving, moving Luis Avilan, they're not moving Julio
4: Urias, they're not gonna move Alex Verdugo, they're just not moving. But, the, those you, but, but a, a play was made, you know what I mean? And, and at, the, at the end of the day, it's it's I, I'm not gonna fault them because you know what? It's the first year owning the team, so so I, that I just think it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous <laughs> line of
2: question, you can make somebody and then start fresh. What's that? I mean,
1: hell, no. yeah, well, I absolutely.
2: don't. You want to trade your, your, your money away. Make Now, mind you, that they don't sell tickets for that team. No, they don't. Nope. Try to make some money before you go and spend. I don't know. It's, I, I, I agree with Gumble having the gall to ask the questions, and I, I enjoy Jeter answering the way he did because he knows what he's talking about. So yeah. because of that's why I think I'm so intrigued by this conversation because I really don't know where it's going to go. I can't wait to watch the full interview.
4: Yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. I, like I said, I, I think it's going to be an interesting interview. I just don't buy it. That's all. I, I don't. Um, uh, also, uh, I, are you? Did do you, do you see the score of the game?
2: Uh, no, I did not.
4: Okay, so for for a tanking team, uh, they're they're uh, they're still, they're tied up one to one in the third.
3: Oh, that's it's the third. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also the bottom of
2: the third. And uh, you also got uh, Cody Bellinger on base, or Cody
4: Bellinger up with the runner on second. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, but then I don't know. I look at, I, I you look at tanking, but it's 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 the major league baseball. What do you get? You get a tank for a guy that's going to play three years from now. I mean, like, shut up. No, I, I agree
2: with that. I agree with that. You know, Austin Barnes is playing. I got a,
4: uh, I got Yasmani Grandal
2: starting on my fantasy team tonight, and he didn't get the start. Both the Royals and White that. Sox
4: are. Uh, Five and fifteen. Are they tanking? The uh the, the the Reds are five and eighteen.
2: The Reds? dude, the Reds are so trash that they just hired uh Wiggleman as their I mean you saw me freak out in the group chat on that. Like <laughs> <laughs> Ramper used to yell about Wiggleman in the early nineties when they had Amari Telemanco and Randy Myers and Sean Dunstan and Doug Glanville. Oh
4: man. Wiggleman, really you're good. this uh, the Orioles uh, six and seventeen. Yeah, it's, I, no, I, I, I'm just not buying it. And he's got a younger team. He's got a younger team than all of those guys. So, so you know what? Uh, talk to me in five years,
5: <laughs>
4: Brian Gumble. Talk mean, to me in five years. I mean, the deal. They still have Justin Bohr, They have Cameron Maben.
1: I just, I, I
2: don't know if I agree on some of the moves, but you know it is what is what it is. You know, that's why they're where they are, and we are where we are. Boom. Yeah. You know, you. Kike. One for one with a walk. Anyway, that's all the time we got tonight. We, we ran a little over time We had some good time. Uh, next week we will get back to you. I believe uh, Jordan's going to attend as a fan the MMA fights on Friday downtown Minneapolis. So are you still going to that, Jordan? I, I I'm on the fence. Okay. Well, if you if you uh, if you take your wife out and you go see it, um, we'll get a fan perspective of it. Uh, yeah. Myself and Elijah, Alex might be joining us. Uh, If he comes in town for Avengers for pop cultures, uh, we'll be going there media covering it as well. So that'll be kind of fun. We'll uh, maybe talk about
4: that next week. Also, obviously more playoff talk. Well, uh, speak, speaking of uh, Elijah, obviously, uh, if you didn't listen last week uh, to Sunday's uh, standing eight count, Jamal James, uh, obviously a uh, great boxer, Minnesota uh, native, put on a great interview for the guys. So go back and listen on your iTunes, on your Stitcher, or uh, obviously the Blog Talk archives. Definitely worth a listen. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Jay, uh, Jamal Shango James, ready to make a run at the 147. One of the titles, Keith Thurman, he's coming for you. Uh, it was, I'm one and all against him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> We thank y'all for
2: listening a little some more banner and bull crap next Tuesday night I'm assuming 8 o'clock standard time Seems to be a good one for us But we fluctuate just like the weather does It's Minnesota baby We love y'all, thank y'all Sportscast Radio, Strong Style Media, we out